You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 552. I'm your host, Chicken Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend. It's Alex. You know, Tricky, as we get closer to the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, I look back on my accomplishments in the world of PlayStation this year, and I've got to say that I'm I'm very proud of myself and what I've been able to accomplish this year. Yeah, so am I. I mean, I uh, no spam, so I'm doing good. I mean, how about Sid, though? Everyone got their PlayStation wrap-ups this past week, and Sid got 10,000 more. I think I got 442 tro- total trophies this year. Sid got well over 10,000. Got more than 10,000 more trophies than I did. That man's a maniac. He's going crazy. Going nuts. He's running wild like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, but I deserve half credit for that, I believe. Uh, You didn't play the games for Sid, so I think Sid deserves full credit. No, but I did buy the games for Sid. Yeah, you bought the games for yourself, and Sid just gets to use them. Well, same thing. You're not paying double the price, so you're buying a game for yourself, and one of your buddies gets to to benefit from that. Why? You don't get credit for buying the game; you get credit for the trophies. And Sid earned those trophies with his blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. You're sir. You're, you're not very giving this time of the year, are you? You're. Uh, I'm very giving. You're kind of a grump. I'm not grumpy. I'm... I don't know. You're you're sitting here trying to take credit for Sid's accomplishments. You can't just I... let Sid have his things. I didn't try to take credit. I said I deserve at least half credit for that. Yes, what I just said, you're trying to take some credit. Some credit, not all credit. <laughs> all right, you... Who are you, Apple? Are you hosting Sid's trophy count on your play, on your Apple store? Is that what's uh, going on here? Sure, you why taking not? a cut? Sure, why not? Uh, so, Yield is too busy watching the Bengals game right now. Uh, so, he may or may not be joining us. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I mean, I could record during a Rangers playoff game, but... He can't record during a regular season Bagels game, so it's a good thing for you that he doesn't listen to our shows. <laughs> It'd be funny if he just popped in, right? Yeah, he came in out of nowhere. He's like, "Well, fuck you, Tricky." Uh, That'd probably be one of the greatest moments of this year on Trophy Horse. Well, there there is five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Bengals are up ten points. So, uh, but they are playing uh, the Buccaneers, so Brady could pull off an accomplishment. He could. They still got Mike Evans on that team. I have no idea. I don't want. I don't follow football. Is that is that how bad it's gotten for the Giants? You don't follow football anymore? No, I I I mean I'm a Giants fan, obviously, but I don't. When it when it's uh, hockey season, I really don't pay attention to any other sport. So. Well, how much how much time during the year are hockey and, and NFL season concurrent? Uh, hockey starts well. The preseason starts in September, but I don't really watch that. Starts in October and goes until April. So pretty much, uh, I can only I only watch football from was it August to October. Then I'll you well, know, yeah, I watch the it, Super Bowl and stuff like that and the and the playoffs, but I don't follow the regular season. But I mean, because football ends like at the end of January, beginning of February. And, you know, you there are far more games for NHL. 
would it make more sense to pay attention if you liked football to pay attention to NFL while it was on and then you could watch you know you could pay attention to the NHL when it mattered most uh, it matters most from September until April well I guess that depends on how well your team's doing but well yeah that's why I said April because uh, playoffs generally run until about June basketball well, we... and hockey run concurrently basically well you know I mean things are probably you know more important from beginning to end for Islanders fans than they are for Rangers fans but you know you know I didn't dig on your teams. Why do you dig it on my teams? You dug take some digs at the Packers. I mean, you can dig take digs at the at the Kentucky Wildcats. I don't I don't care. I I don't care about college basketball at all. Well, there there you go. I found I, I found my shield from you, Tricky. If we're doing a little Spider Man theme here, I found my Venom shield from you. It's that you don't care enough about the teams that I care most about the the, the college, collegiate teams. And I so know you don't give a shit about. Them. I know you don't give a shit about the Rangers and the Yaldis either. So it doesn't bother me. You just do. I mean, it definitely me. does bother you. I mean, it bothers me, but it like, do I think like you're being mean? No, you're just trying to throw a you, dig out there. I got under your skin the other day. You got under my skin the other day because I legitimately asked you a score, and you're like, I don't know. When you could just googled it for me real quick. You could have just googled it. I was driving a garbage truck in the middle of Manhattan. You have podcasted before while driving a truck through Manhattan. What's the difference? Podcasting is I'm talking. If I'm trying to Google something on my phone while a truck's bumping around, I'm trying to type something in with my fingers bouncing all around, and it's not safe to drive while you're texting. You're correct, it is. But also, you got stoplights. I'm sure you have plenty of stoplights that you go through on... You don't go through stoplights? I I go right through the red lights. I'm joking. Wait a minute. I'm joking. Wait a minute. No. I was going to say, you're talking about unsafe driving and texting, which is correct. It is unsafe driving. Don't do that. But you're going to say that and then say it's okay to run through red lights with a giant snowplow? Well, no. One, it's not a snowplow. Two, I'm joking about running red lights for anybody that's listening to this. Third of all, most of my trip, I'd say a good 70% of my trip is all highway. (laughs) And if you hear me cough, it's because I'm vaping. Because I well, yeah, smoking. they they could hear you sucking the air in. They can hear you sucking wind there. Because I've uh, I quit smoking. You know what? Well, that's that that's good. But um, let's see if he can kick the vape now too. Question though. Yes, sir. If you're gonna vape on the show, are you at least seasonally appropriate? Do you got some like peppermint flavor in there? No, I have uh, uh I it's video game related. The the vape juice is called Sub Zero. Okay, I was gonna say, is it that like the Mountain Dew Live Wire or whatever was tied to to Halo? No, I gamer I, fuel. I I don't get crazy with my vape juices. I stick to the menthol, and this is just happens to be a minty menthol. It's called Sub Zero. Well, dude, so we had a discussion the other day about, you know, you got mad at me because you said that I got you yelled at when very clearly you're the one who got you yelled at. I... Do we have that? Do we want to have the discussion now? Because I told you we were going to hash this out on the show, and we we're going to let, let the listeners decide. I did nothing wrong. Okay, well, Ashley has a different opinion about that because well, Ashley says that you're wrong. Well, I don't care what Ashley says because Ashley's wrong in this matter too. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> hold on. Before you pick apart, because I, I, I got aggravated with you because you can't admit when you're wrong, and you know I think some of our listeners I, would actually agree. But, I very much will admit when I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong this time. Okay, you, you made a statement on the show. By the way, thank you, Nitro, for being in the chat. Uh, we're live on Twitch. Um, you made a statement on the show that Ashley was willing 
to let you open up one of your gifts early. You and I said that I, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to save it for, you know, I was going to go old school and just open everything on my birthday. Correct. And I said, and, and you said, good man, that's what you do. Then I teased you saying I knew what one of your gifts was. You then turned around, went to Ashley, and started asking her questions about your gift. When had nothing to do with it. Me knowing what your gift ha- was has nothing to do with you approaching your significant other and pressing her with questions. Okay, so... All right, so... For uh, I want to thank everyone who wished me a happy birthday this past week. Uh, Gareth, um, Nitro, Riley. Um, I believe we had Rick as well. We had Sid. Um, Dupes was also in there. So like, my first four happy birthdays were from across the pond. So that that I woke up with a big smile on my face. Um, so thank you, everybody. Um, well, and to, on, be, and re- to be fair, me- they can. It was it was your birthday there quicker than it was here. Okay, so. The the Ashley responded and right says that the gift she wanted to give me she got me two gifts the gift she wanted to give me was not the gift that you hinted at or led me down the path that I could guess. All right, pause right so, there. Wait, pause right there. Did she tell you that before or after you opened the gift? Uh, she told me that now. Okay, that that that's hey. that's evidence in my case. But go ahead. No, no, it's not tricky. But you basically told me that she sent you a picture of one of my gifts, and here's the thing. If she's going to do that, then I know it's PlayStation related because why would she send you pictures of anything else? So I knew it was PlayStation related. It obviously isn't another PlayStation 5. It's not a game because I, you know, Ashley, um, I mean, I guess she could have gotten me like a PSN card or something like that. But I mean, she wanted this to be a big surprise. So I figured it was more than a card. Um, and again, it wasn't a game because I, yeah, I pretty much bought a number of the games that I want to play. So I don't know if she would know exactly what to buy me. If she um, if she was to buy a game, so I figured it could be only one thing because it's something I've mentioned before that I was not going to spend the money on myself, but she knew that I would appreciate, and it's the uh, Galactic Purple DualSense Five, which is what she got me, and I didn't ask her a bunch of questions. I simply asked her because I wanted to know, you know, I'm good at connecting the dots with some information, and I just kind of I was just curious if I knew what it was, and I said. Is it the same? She has a double dragon shirt um, from this band called Bit Brigade. It's purple. I said, is it the same color as this shirt? And then I could tell that I was right because she's like, she was basically just going off saying, why did Tricky have to ruin stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I knew it was, I knew it was the controller and Tricky, you just gave me enough information for me to guess it. And you can say that I didn't have to ask questions. I really didn't ask a ton of questions. I just asked a couple because I knew where this was going. You also didn't have to tell me that you knew what the gift was. But, and that's what got the ball but, rolling. But that's, for all you know, I was talking about the sweater. Again, Tricky, no, no, if no. she's going to text you a picture, it's going to be PlayStation Not, related. No, I no, know. no. It doesn't have to be PlayStation related. You made an correct, correct assumption, yes. But she doesn't have to send me, just because she sent me a picture of the, of the present doesn't mean it's PlayStation related. It could be video game related. It could be anything related. You made the correct assumption. I'll grant you that, but what I said provided no clues to what the gift was. Now, Tricky, we're we're on a PlayStation podcast together. You're a Sony pony, like again. So she, so you, she, so she wouldn't send me a picture of the sweater and say, "Do you think Alex would like this?" 
There's there's no possibility in the world that she could send me a picture of that sweater and say, do you think Alex would like this? Uh, I didn't think so. But also, she knows how much I like Mega Man, so I don't think she needed. She was shopping for gifts for one of her for one of the kids on FanGamer.com, and she saw that sweater or that hoodie, and I guarantee she's like, Alex would like that. I'm gonna get it. And that's fine. I don't believe. Did she ask you about the hoodie? No, I didn't know about the hoodie. He's not taking credit for it. I said he said no. You did not ask him about it. That's right. So, <laughs> but so so tricky. Oh. If she's gonna send you something, I guarantee it's PlayStation related, ninety nine percent of the time. And I was right. Whether you meant to or not, you gave me all the information I needed to all, guess a gift. All I said, and it's on the show, unedited. All I said was, "I saw your gift." Has not. There was no clue in that whatsoever. You made an assumption. I'll grant you, it was a good assumption. I'm granting you that. But as far as what I did, I provided no clues, and I was only teasing that I knew what your your present was before you did. That's it. So again. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The very first gift I would have guessed was that controller, and it was based on what you said. Ashley had given me no clues, nothing. It was only based on what you had said. So how is me saying, I know what your gift is, tell you that it's a PlayStation controller? Because I could tell, I could basically get it down to the fact that it was a PlayStation item, and then from there I could guess what potentially she could get me based on the conversations that she and I have had. Bad. No. I'm a very smart man, Tricky. You I, gotta not, give me credit. I, I can connect the dots real well. I'm not saying you didn't connect the dots. I'm just saying what I said provided no clues. And I stick to that. And any listener that said, I, I think anybody that listens to this will conclude that I provided no clues other than say, I saw it. That's yes. it. That's and it. if she's going to send you something like that, it's obviously. Let me ask no, you a no, question. No, no, no. Has she, she ever sent you pictures? Again, you're of- making an assumption saying that if she she's only going to send me that. I asked the question before. Is it not possible that she sent me a picture of that sweater beforehand? And that's possibly what I could be talking about. You made the assumption, but for all you know, and for everything I said, she could have sent me a picture of that sweater and because of that sweater, you made the assumption on the other gift when in reality I was talking about the sweater. Is that not a possibility? No, it's not. Because name a time when she sent you one of a picture of one of my gifts that's not PlayStation related. She sent me pictures all the time. Uh, not well, not all the time. She sends me pictures from time to time of things. That doesn't necessarily mean it's you know PlayStation related. Okay. Well, you can't think of an exact example, so. Well, because I'm I, I'm. I, I don't really have like a a photographic memory of every picture she's ever sent me. Tricky. The point is, is that from based only on what you said, I was able to clearly identify what the gift was. Uh, hold on. So she sent me a picture of you. Hold on, I'm looking at my thing. There's a picture of you streaming. Uh, what game is that? Maybe that's Ko Cow. There's a picture of you sitting there. With your microphone in this little tub, you're sitting about three feet away from the TV with your laptop to the left. I guess you were streaming at the time. Yeah, because I streamed KO. Um, uh, this is like one of the first times I streamed in a long time that wasn't Rocket League. Uh, I have a picture of something of a Millennium Falcon. That's a gift I got for her because you had said that you had gotten the big old Millennium Falcon, the giant one, like the $800 one. And then I said I had gotten her the the... You know, just the regular size Millennium Falcon for like two hundred bucks. Um, 
for one of her birthdays or Mother's Day or something like that. But yeah, that's a gift that she uh, that I that she got from me. Uh, I see a picture of here you. Uh, I think you podcast, and I have another picture of you looking like an old ass man on the face app. See, you know, tricky. What I'm gathering here is there's not too many pictures of. Hey, do you think he would like this gift? That's but okay. I, I, I'm not gonna keep beating the dead horse with this. Just because I sent she sent me that picture does not mean it's PlayStation related. You made the assumption, you made it correctly, but I provided no clue into what the gift was. You just took your mind, and I would dare say that you violated what you said on the show by saying, I don't want to know ahead of time, and then you go asking questions. So you ruined it for yourself. Okay, so Ashley sent me a message and says, I don't need his input to buy you gifts. I'm the one who lives with you. Correct. I agree. So, And obviously the pictures that she sent you were not gift-related or so there's not a deep, rich history of her sending you gift pics. And again, I know that if she's going to ask you if I would like this or if I need this, you, you and I do a PlayStation podcast together every week. It's going to be PlayStation. Okay, to, to be fair, down. she didn't ask me if you'd like it because I could, I, I could screenshot the exact conversation where she sent me a picture of it. And I and she says part of Alex's birthday gift they were on sale blah 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 blah. I said purple. She goes yes, he likes purple. And then I sent a gift saying I knew it. And she said lol, purple is a good color. He's def, it's definitely the best color of all the choices so far. And then I said black was the best. And then blah blah blah. blah. Now that's because you're like the oat brand of a podcasting host. You're so boring. And and to be fair, I said. Get get you the side plates, the purple side plates to match the controller. Okay? <clears throat> so, she didn't ask my opinion. She just showed it to me. And I just teased you saying I knew what it was. That's it. That's all that happened. Everything else was on that household and on that side. And that you guys can take the blame for that. I'm not I'm not going down in flames for this. I mean, you could die on the sale tricky, but the only person who said anything to me about it was you and I got first guess what it was. Well, Black Ass says uh, you said your detective skills are on par with Batman himself. Well, thank you, Black Chaos. I truly appreciate that. Uh, and then, well, Ashley also came into the chat because he wanted to know what I did now, and she typed in saying, "Ruined Alice's birthday gift that I bought him." Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she got me two gifts, but I mean, she was definitely disappointed that I was able to guess one of them because of what Tricky told me. Uh-huh. Okay, if if I didn't tell you that, would would you have asked her any questions? No, because I would have had no clues to go off of, and I wouldn't have had any, like, I would have just been taking stabs in the dark. Uh, you were taking a stab in the dark as it was! No, it was a very educated I, I, guess. No, I'm, 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 I'm done with this conversation. Let's do an opening trophy count. I am level 685, total trophies of 16,926, with 375 platinums. Alex? I am level 466 with a total trophy count of 8,248 with a platinum count of 133 in 132 games. All right. Uh, yield is level 484, total trophies of 8,962 with 161 platinums. And Sid is level 822 with 22,000. Yeah, 22,289 with 697 platinums. Uh, I'm just trying to see the bagel score to see if we have a yield coming soon. Uh, I guess the game's over because I don't see a score anymore. Uh, uh, why is this not coming? 
Oh, because it says cinnamon bagels. Cinnamon bangles. Uh, I'm sure they serve cinnamon bagels at the uh, yes, uh, probably the Cincinnati games. All right, Cincinnati's up 34-23 with 50 seconds left. So unless hey, that 50 minutes could last two hours. 50 seconds. 50 seconds. 50 seconds. Yeah, that 50 seconds could last two hours, depending on how many timeouts they call. Uh, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna get into what we're playing. Alex, we'll start with you. What have you been playing, sir? Uh, it's been pretty much all Spider-Man Miles Morales and finishing up trying to wrap up another Platinum Trophy. I've really, I've enjoyed the game. And I know that Tricky said that, hey, you got to play the first Spider-Man before you play Miles Morales. You know, Tricky would have offend you if I said that I, you know, there's a story here, but it would offend you if I said that that's not the reason I played. I didn't really care about the story. I just played because you can be Spider-Man and, and beat up bad guys. That's the main reason that I was playing. I'm uh, I'm sorry, I was typing in the Twitch chat. Say that again. No, I, I mean, I was just saying that the story is not really why I played here. Whether, I mean, you, even in superhero games, you need to have a story to tie everything together. But I didn't really care super much about the story. Is basically just I. The thing that I I wanted to do most was play a Spider-Man and and fight bad guys and you know web swing around the city. And I got that. I don't really see what the importance the story has in connection to the other game. Plus. After the credits of Miles Morales, there is another scene that I'm assuming hints at where they're going for the second Spider-Man, and I know all of the characters and all of their alter egos that are involved with that scene, so I don't know, like again, they had a catch-me-up thing at the beginning of Miles Morales, which told you the events of the first Spider-Man game, and I know all the characters involved, so like I don't understand why I need to play the original Spider-Man. Because... I don't want to spoil it. Um... Miles Morales does not lead into Spider-Man 2. And you have to know what happens in Spider-Man and at the end of Spider-Man to understand why we saw what we saw in the teaser trailer for Spider-Man 2. Okay, but at the same time you said, well, you'll probably go play Spider-Man 2 before you play the original Spider-Man, and I don't know if I'm going to play oh, either. That, that, that I can't promise a, that. That was just a dig because you played Miles Morales first. I, yeah, I mean, I, Miles Morales is kind of like what infamous festival of blood was like it was just enough and for me personally like like you know with the infamous games like i kind of got overwhelmed with them and all the stuff there was to do in those games and side missions and that's kind of one of those games that as good as it was it made me kind of turn against sandbox games because i'm just i'm just like there's so much to do everywhere i can't handle this i don't enjoy this it's like a chore and so festival of blood was enough of infamous to keep me happy and make me you know and and ha- make me have an enjoyable experience in that universe same with miles morales like uh, another spider-man game might be too big but this was like the perfect like bite-sized chunk of spider-man where i could get in play it enjoy it but i'm not like you know overwhelmed it doesn't oversay it's welcome i will say that i do wish instead of making you play a second time on new new game plus to get the platinum trophy i wish they would just made it a little longer you know maybe put another spider-man into me a few more missions you know because the story they wrapped it up pretty well but there was you know, I think they could have done with another few story missions or maybe some more side missions, you know, in the in the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app to kind of just, you know, lengthen the game a little bit, fatten it up a little bit. So I do, that's my one complaint is I wish they didn't make you play through PlayStation or uh, the new game plus because I feel like that just kind of gets like, okay, we're just going to go do all the stuff we did before. Whereas if you just kind of elongate the game a little bit, it, you know, it's not going to be too much more. Uh, but I enjoyed the game. Uh, a very, very obtainable platinum. It's not hard at all. I do have a, a tip for the uh, get 100 times combo. You have to get 100 co- hits in a row. Uh, you can play on the easiest setting. Are you about to but... get the cool that I gave? What's that? 
just uh, just keep sliding underneath them? Oh no, I was actually going to say during the rhino fight, uh, the first rhino fight, you um, all you got to do is like web t- attach to him, like hit triangle to web attach to him, and then let go and dodge whatever attack he throws at you, like when he charges and stuff, and then just keep doing that. And I think you'll get one to two hits per web sling, and then you can just um, go from there. Like because that's what I did. I just got it, and because it's only rhino in that fight, there's no enemies around him, and you can just keep doing that, dodging out of the way, and get a hun- up to a hundred that way. Well, I mean, you don't have to do that during the rhino fight. You could do that during any fight. Where you just web them and slide underneath them, and yeah, but to be going. fair, there's I mean, Rhino doesn't have any guns, so there's no other enemies around to shoot you with guns, and his attacks are really easy. I mean, it's a giant. There's really it's really easy to dodge him. So I just thought that that was the easiest way to go for. Well, I, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be the Rhino fight. What you're saying could be done any in any way. All you do all you do is like if you have a group of enemies, just take everything everybody down but one, and just keep sliding back and forth. It's it's literally like you, you if you time it right, there's no damage. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. and if you and if you play on easy, uh, the uh, your your counter your combo counter never gets stopped even if you get hit. Right. So you can also do it that way. But yeah, I mean, good game, uh, solid end to the story. Had some some good, um, very actiony boss fights at the end. Enjoyable boss fights. Um, you know, challenging, action packed ones. So I was, you know, after the kind of the first rhino fight, I was a little disappointed with. But they definitely end on a strong note with three good ones in a row. So I mean, I was happy with the game. I'm glad I played it. But again. It's like the perfect chunk of Spider-Man for me, whereas I don't know if I want to play anything really that much longer. You know, if it's a couple hours longer, that's fine. But if we're talking about like a 20, 30-hour Spider-Man game, I don't know. That might be a little bit much for me. Yeah, I I, I really think that if you like Miles Morales, you should go back and play it. Yeah, to, to me, your only thing that you're saying against playing the original Spider-Man is just the time. And I, I think, I mean, just no offense or anything, I think that's a BS reason to not play a, a good quality game. Like, I understand, like, you wanted a small chunk of, like, a power cleanser, but to not play a game because you know it's going to be 20, 30 hours, that's it, that's just ridiculous to me. That's my personal opinion. Well, I mean, it's not just that. Like, obviously, I played Horizon, Assassin's Creed Origins. I played God of War, Ragnarok, all very large games and very big time investments. I played all those this year. And so it's not really the time that's keeping me from it. It's like, look, I granted, I mean... Spider-Man as a villain, or as a villain, as a superhero, like, yeah, he's cool. He's not my favorite superhero. I do like the Spider-Man villains because, like, they're really out there. I mean, you got a guy named Scorpion. Obviously, you got, like, Carnage and and Rhino. So I do like the villains in Spider-Man almost, like, as much as I like the X-Men villains and the Batman villains. So as far as, like, the the rogues gallery goes, it's much better than most other comic book series. It's it's pretty far up there. Uh, But I... I don't, definitely don't want to play it now, but I just, I don't know, like, to me, Peter Parker and Spider-Man, like, Spider-Man is an interesting character because of his abilities, but Peter Parker as a person is just not that interesting. And I told you I didn't play, and, I mean, like, I told you I didn't play this game because of the story, and it would be the same for the other Spider-Man. I don't care about Peter Parker as a person. I don't really, I mean, Spider-Man has cool abilities, yes, but if I'm playing a game like that, I'm playing because of the, his abilities, you know, fighting, um, like the finisher system. I love the finishers and how many different versions of the finishers they had in this game, but as a as a superhero, cool as a person, like I don't know, Bruce Wayne is a cool person. Like he's a guy you wanna like get to know about, like you wanna get to know his past, you wanna understand what's I, going on around him. I would say Peter same, Parker not, not more than same Bruce Wayne. Parker. I would say Peter I, Parker's I, a better a better character than Bruce Wayne. Uh, I, I, to me, he's far less interesting, to be honest with you. And maybe it's just that tortured past that Batman has. But well, I mean, he's the fact a much... that 
uh, Bruce Wayne is so guarded. Like you don't like Peter Parker is, is is a fun character. He's out there making jokes. He's you know personable. Bruce Wayne is like who who the why do I care who the hell Bruce Wayne is? Like he's just he comes off like a rich snob to me. Now we know that he's Batman, which makes Bruce Wayne interesting. But to the general people of walking around Gotham, Bruce Wayne's an asshole. I mean that's fine, but I I just again I think you know. Even even talking about superheroes, like comparing Batman and the alter egos, like I think Batman is a more interesting superhero than Spider Man, and I think that Bruce Wayne is more interesting than Peter Parker. I just, you know, Pete, like neither one of them kill people. They both have that that same kind of because um, even if you kick people off of buildings here, like what you'll see is like they will immediately zip to like a building to the side of a building because. They don't want them falling to like their deaths. Like they will actually get sticky to the side of a building. Did you ever see that? Yeah, they also did that in the Arkham games. If you knock somebody over a ledge, it automatically like uh, you know threw the rope down and saved them. But I mean, comparatively, Peter Parker is just such a Boy Scout. And yes, like Peter Parker has lost someone. He lost his uncle Ben, and you know that was that. There was that poignant moment in history. It just he just to me far more boring of a character as a human being than than Bruce Wayne. I don't know. I just find Bruce Wayne far more interesting. Black Cass wants to know, did he just say he didn't care about Peter Parker as a person? Uh, Black Chaos, I did. <sighs> All right, so we should have Yield sometime soon. He's in the agenda right now. He just hasn't jumped on Skype yet. Uh, so have you been playing anything else, or is it just uh, Miles Morales? Oh, there's Yield. I mean, I... um. It's pretty much just been Miles Morales, because um, yeah, I got the. I'm gonna get the platinum within a week, a uh, week and a day. Well, a week and two days. But yeah, the, I've been kind of MIA the last day because I've been, I basically worked overnight on Friday and then had to wait for a plumber to come out on Saturday. And just, from then on, basically slept an entire day. So, and I, I'm not joking when I say basically an entire day. I I mean like an entire day, like 24 hours. I was in bed. So yeah, he didn't even answer our text. My text messages. Broke it broke my own personal record. So all right. Yield, you're here, sir. How are you? He can't hear okay. Us. Now that I've hit record, I can say I'm here. All right, yield. Uh so your Bengals have beaten Brady. Yay. Yes. Yay. Yay. Uh I I, I will tell you that I was very upset that you uh missed the start of the show to watch the game. I did say well, that. I, I I'm not because well, you would have had me if they didn't put on a second half comeback. <laughs> All right, so Yield, you're here just in time. What have you been playing, sir? Wow, you said you'd be halfway done with the show. Well, I was stretching it out a little bit because I was watching the time, and we did start like five minutes late. Oh, uh, let's see, what have I been playing? Uh, World of Warship Legends, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, some Rocket League, uh, Diablo 3. I think that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm trying to get to buy games right now. Uh, been playing a little Division Two, uh, and some God of War, but mostly Division Two because it's the timed event. Um, and I'm getting some flack from some people because I haven't gotten gone back and gotten the God of War Platinum yet. Um, I, who's who's calling you out? Oh, that, just, I mean, that was like, is that is that new? Let me ask you a question. Just, what do you like better? Is that your is that your favorite game of all time, or is it still The Last of Us? Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Last of Us still my favorite, but the two God of Wars are right up there. They're very close 
second. Very close second. Yeah, I, I would put Ragnarok oh, above The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, The Last of Us Part 2 is not my favorite game. The Last of Us. The Last of Us 2 I liked. It's definitely my top five, but it's not better than the uh, God of War 18. So what we're talking about is your your top four, four of your top five games, Last of Us, Ragnarok, 2018, and then Last of Us Part 2? Somewhere. And then, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even say Divisions in my top five. I enjoyed the game a lot. I played a lot, but that's not in my top five. I don't even know. Well, been. you've put more hours into the Division 2 than any other game probably you've ever played. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's either that or Division 1. I spent the most time in. I lost track. So, of I mean, if we're just going by your playtime, it has to be one of your favorites oh, in your top five. If we're going by playtime, Division One, Division Two, or top one and two, it's by far. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, so that's all I've been playing. Let's get into the topics. Uh, speaking of God of War, our first topic is coming from IGN, I believe. Yes. And a God of War live action series has officially been announced for Prime Video. Uh, this is written by Matt Kim. Prime Video has announced it will officially order a God of War live action series in co-production with Sony Pictures, Television, and PlayStation Productions. Amazon's Prime Video service says that the live action series will be an adaptation of the Santa Monica Studios sequel series following Kratos in Norse realm of Midgard following his quest for vengeance in ancient Greece. Like in the game, the series will follow Kratos as he journeys with his son to the highest peak as a final request for his late wife. So it sounds like we're getting uh, a live-action series of the 2018 version of God of War. Uh, there have been talks of who to play Kratos. Some names thrown around. This is not in the article. Uh, some names thrown around are Triple H, uh, Batista, Christopher Judge himself, who is the voice, and there's also been talk of The Rock playing Kratos. Uh, so, Yield, I'll go to you first. Of of the names I've mentioned, or your own pick, who do you want to see play Kratos? Well, I would want to see none of those guys play it. And as for my pick, uh, I'm going to be the Debbie Downer of the next couple of topics and says this doesn't need to happen. Okay. Because we are starting to tread into the... We, we, we've had a couple of somewhat successful video game adaptations. Now, all of a sudden, that's the hot thing. Well, and now, and, and now we got to hit every major Sony title with its own adaptation. Well, I, and, I, and, and, and I haven't even seen Uncharted yet, and I'm some mildly interested in maybe someday watching The Last of Us. But now all these other ones that they're announcing, I have no desire to watch them. <laughs> Because now all of a sudden it's ooh, let's strike while the iron's hot. Let's make all these adaptations for TV. Well, I, that that was gonna be a question that I was gonna pose after this, because uh, we went a long time without having a you know a video game movie, so to speak. Like, because we were always shitting on the video game movies. Like, Mortal Kombat was a decent mu- uh, movie, but it wasn't you know related to the source material and stuff like that. So we've, we've, we always have like a love hate relationship with movies or video games or video games or movies, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that, and that was going to be the question. Uh, but before we go down that path, Alex, uh, anybody you want to see play Kratos? I almost feel like it has to be someone kind of unknown because obviously you pick guys like triple H or the rock 
or Batista because they have to look <laughs> like they're bigger guys. They're you know big muscular guys, and they would look realistic in a role like that. The problem is I don't necessarily think any of those guys have the acting chops to pull off the some of the scenes that we saw between Kratos and Atreus. So, and I don't think Christopher Judge really is like I don't know if he's like I mean Kratos is a big guy. I don't know if Christopher Judge can pull that look off. I, I mean, I've never seen Christopher Judge in the way that I've seen The Rock or Triple H or anybody like that, but I just feel like these are, you know, not great choices. Like, look-wise, maybe. Like, Triple H may look the most like Kratos, but at the same time, you know, he had an issue with his heart, and could he handle doing a Hollywood movie like that, an action-packed movie? Or would he have to have somebody else do most of his scenes? And, you know, I'm sorry, The Rock, and The Rock may make a lot of money, as a Hollywood actor, he's not a particularly great actor, if you ask me. Same with Batista. Batista was great as Drax, but would he be a good Kratos? I don't necessarily think that's true. So I don't think any of these guys are great choices, but I, to find someone who looks like Kratos and couldn't be, you know, be a big stocky guy like Kratos and then also have the acting chops, I don't know. No one necessarily comes to mind. But just picking a wrestler, I think you may lose out on, you know, some of the acting ability right there. I would say... And this is probably a cop out answer. I'd like you like to see Christopher Judge play him in the live action movie. I mean, I obviously you guys know I'm going to be watching The Last of Us when it comes out on HBO. But I was looking at the cast and I found out that the actor that played Marlene in The Last of Us is actually playing Marlene in the TV show, which was a surprise. And I always like to see like the original actor of the character, the people that we know, if they ever do make a live action, make a live action like. But so I'd like to see Christopher Judge. I I think he's got the build for it. I think he's got the look for it. Um, I'd like to see Christopher Judge do it. I really do. Can we all just agree that The Rock needs nowhere near this part though? Because if you were to see him dressed up as Kratos, you're like, this is this is ridiculous. He's The Rock. Like, if you wanted, you know, put him in a in a Fast and Furious movie where he's just some government agent, some big buff government agent. It's like, okay, whatever. I can deal with that. But dressed up as Kratos, that'd be ridiculous, and I would completely—it would completely take me out of all of the of the feeling watching that movie. It's like, all right, well, just watch The Rock and his son Atreus here. Like, I—it would just kill it for me. Well, there's there's a lot of people that are pissed off at The Rock right now because they feel like The Rock fucked up uh, Henry Cavill's career. How is that? Well, he brought him back uh, for Black Adam. And bringing bringing him back as Superman for Black Adam, and ha- Warner Brothers turned around and said, "Okay, we're going to hire you back." So he he left The Witcher, which now he's gone from The Witcher. And then well, I, I had heard that he left The Witcher because of the writing staff. No, but that he, was a big reason. I heard he left because he got the role back as Superman. And then you know now they're telling him that they have no plans for him being a Superman anymore. So they fired him. So now basically he lost playing The Witcher, and he he lost playing uh, Superman. And now they're talking that he's going to be in a, a live ab- live action version of Warhammer 40,000. Well, let's be real. I don't know if you've seen, if you followed any of the, the Witcher controversy. Um, we watched the first two seasons. It's a really good show. But when they came out with that and said that Hemsworth was going to be replacing Henry Cavill, I was like, well, I guess season three is the last season for me. They're going to lose so many people when they turn it over to Hemsworth. And it's really nothing against Hemsworth. It's just Henry Cavill has done such a great job with The Witcher that you really don't want to see anyone else play The Witcher. So they're going to lose a lot of viewers for that fourth season to the point where I assume that they're going to cancel it at the, at the end of the fourth season. But 
you know, I saw that people were excited about Man of Steel 2 because the original Man of Steel was actually one of the better DCU mo- DC movie um, movies. And, you know, they've canceled the next Wonder Woman movie. They've canceled, you know, um, uh, Man of Steel 2. Like, they've at this point, they might Warner Brothers might as well just say, we're not going to do a DC universe because we've failed so miserably at this. Like, no one cares well, anymore. Well, the talk now is that they, they're actually going to reboot the entire uh, series. Oh my God! Well, they, stop! I mean, how many times they tried to do that? Didn't they just try to reboot it by bringing Henry Cavill back? And yes. now they're saying we're, well, we're we're scrapping those plans. Uh, I, I I'm I'm blanking on the name, but the guy that took over DC, uh, Gun James Gunn. James Gunn. James, apparently, uh, there was an interview with James Gunn recently where he said that he would not have brought Cavill back for the end of Black Adam. Um, and that they've already scrapped Henry Cavill's part, uh, cameo part in The Flash. And, and Gail Gabbitt's. Yes. So, he, I, I, right or wrong, the, the talk is that James Gunn is just turn around and saying, everything that happened before, we're going to reboot it and start over because this is my vision for it for the future. You know, and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say he's right or wrong, but I kind of respect that saying, listen, I'm not going to work off of what made us fail in the past, we're gonna reboot it and start from scratch, and you know we're gonna move forward with my vision. I get that, I respect it, but just like Yield's reactions, like, come on, how many times are you gonna fucking reboot this? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. I I agree with with with, with his if that's his thought process behind it, but still, this is what the third fourth time in our lifetime that we've seen the. The, the DC reboot their timeline and what made Marvel so good was they stuck to it good, bad, or indifferent they they, they kept they, moving they, they stuck to it, they kept the actors for the most part, there's a couple of minor ones that came in and out, and they and they moved forward but the, the biggest problem with DC is they they start to get traction somewhere and then the actor's done Oh, well, now we got to do something else. So we'll just start Batman over again for the 15th time. You know, I mean, we were saying the same thing when they kept rebooting Spider-Man. Now it seems like we've got somewhat of a concrete Spider-Man. No, we can only, no, he, we can want, only, he, he wants huh? out as well. See, he was okay. See, now we're going to end up re- rebooting that again, probably. But it's just, you, you can't go forward if you're constantly rebooting. Well, let me ask you a question, and I, I know we're getting off topic here, and this is a conversational show, but can't you basically say like the same thing about the James Bond movies? I mean, how many different James Bonds have we had, and now they're starting to reboot some of those movies? Or not reboot, yeah. but well, you know, remake. In, well, I, I mean, this is just my opinion. Up until Daniel Craig, it was a different Bond, but it was always told in the same era. You see what I'm saying? Right. But now, aren't the Craig movies basically remaking movies from the past? Well, the Craig movies, my take on it was the Craig movies rebooted James Bond still at modern times, but now we've got him starting off from the beginning. Right. And so, I mean, I, 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 I think in a way we are because, you know, we introduced Spectre and so much, but we did it more modern. So I mean, also, I, I, I guess you could say they rebooted. Sorry, Alex, you can go now. No, you, no, you just already yelled. At. I mean, I thought you were done there, but no. Like you're talking about rebooting, like what Sean Connery movies, and how long ago? Like 
those were much, much further back than anything that DC has made in the movie universe. And if you're a DC fan and you see them like coming out, like, you know, they put out all these movies. And another one of the problems that they've had is that they tried to catch up to Marvel. They tried to do everything super fast and it just, you know, flew back in their face. They should have taken their time like Marvel did and they didn't. Marvel had just this very long like long build up to Endgame and I honestly think that after Endgame that a lot of people signed out they're like you know what hey we love this but now that we're going into phase four like we just don't care as much now that you told us the Avengers are gone and you know this is kind of the wrapping up of the story we started with the original Iron Man DC DC never had that they never had that plan they never signed people to long enough contracts as Yield said and yeah some of those DC movies I heard they were really good I saw the original Man of Steel movie not a big Superman fan I think he actually kind of sucks but Man of Steel was really good. It was a really good movie. So the fact that they're now saying... I enjoyed Aquaman for what it was. I heard ah. the first Wonder Woman was really good. Oh, the first Wonder Woman was amazing. That's yes, probably yes. the best DC movie I'd seen in a while. But the problem is, is that they've said, okay, now we have this new plan, and then now they're like, no, wait, we're scrapping that, and we're doing something else. Like, Well, I mean, they, uh, okay, I'm not here to defend DC, because I actually think the MCU is a better uh, franchise in itself. But... Can you not agree that, like, DC ran into problems with their actors? I mean, the fact that they couldn't lock down Ben Affleck for Batman. So they had to make a, a, a standalone Batman movie with uh, with Robert Patterson. Uh, they can't, they, they're having a problem with the guy that played <clears throat> um, Cyborg. The Ezra Miller is just going buck wild, breaking all kinds of laws. Like, at some point, you have to say, like, we can't. There's no real way to con uh, continue this on because we're going to have to change so many actors. We're going to have to change the actors. We're going to have to change the storylines. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. I mean, it's... Like, I'm not trying to be an apologist, but at some point, I mean, James Gunn's hands got to be tied a little bit. But what they need to do is they need to give up on a universe idea, a, a universe of movies. Just give up you, on that idea. Because you can't do that, I don't know, I don't know how old James Gunn is, but goddamn, he can't make, you know... An entire universe in his lifetime. Going to be honest with about that. You know, just the amount of projects he would have to undertake. I don't think he can handle that. So, just give up on a universe and just make good movies. James just Gunn, have like James Gunn is fifty six years old. Yeah, he can't. If he's the one helming all of this, and you expect him to have a universe of movies done within his lifetime, I, I, I hope James Gunn, James Gunn lives a long time. But that's a lot for one person to take on to try to reboot this entire thing. And create a movie universe on the scale of Marvel, to you know, with with DC, it's hard to do that from this point. So just give up on the universe and just make good movies, and that'll make you money. Because they they just keep tripping over their intentions. They want to do good stuff, but they've failed here and there, and tried to reboot it here, and then no, that was stupid. So we're gonna reboot it here. Just if I was a DC fan, I would just give up on those movies altogether, and I would just go see movies for my favorite character or my favorite you know superhero, and just. Just be done with the rest of it. All right. Let's move on to our next topic here because we have another movie to talk about. Death Stranding movie is in the works from Kojima Productions and Barbarian's Hammerstone Studios. Uh, the film will reportedly introduce new elements and characters within the Death Stranding universe. This is coming from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst. As reported by Deadline, the film is being fully financed by Hammerstone Studios and Kojima and Lebo... Lebovici will service productions on the on the producers on the project. Uh, 
Kojima and Alan Unger will take roles as executive producers. No, the fr- no further details were given for the Death Stranding film, but Deadline has said it will introduce new elements and characters within the new uh, within the Death Stranding universe. There's also no word as to who will direct or write the movie, but Deadline understands it's now a quote now on the fast track with development underway. End quote. Uh, so looks like Kojima is finally getting his wish into making movies. So. I, I don't know if I would have started with that stranding, but it is what it is. Uh, so who who better to write that movie than Hideo Kojima? He's going to be brought on board to be some kind of if he's not the director or producer, he's going to have to be some kind of consultant's role. He he's got to be writing this movie. I, I think that's the only way this movie survives is if he writes the movie. Well, he's good at his forty-five minute cutscenes, so he he'll, he'll have no problem nailing a movie. I mean, hey, if you take all the cutscenes out of his out of his games and and kind of mesh them together, like some people will do on YouTube, hell, he's made plenty of movies. I, I, I remember, because, I, I remember in the first, this, he is writing the movie. Does that not take away from his time making games? He's not writing the movie right now. I'm, well, you I, said he's got to be, and I, I think we would all agree with that. I mean, my opinion is he has to write the movie, but uh, according to the article, he's not writing the movie. So I don't know. I say, it just says that he's going to be an executive producer. It does not say he's going to be writing it. Because um, it, it it actually says, uh, as no word to who will direct or write the movie. So. Oh. is going to tear up that script and be like, no, nah, here's how you do it. All right. Uh, moving on here to our next article. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The Switch version got a release date. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy will launch on April 4th, 2023 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and on July 25th, 2023 for the Nintendo Switch. Um, It doesn't say... Oh, and the game is coming out on the 5 and the Xbox Series on February 10th. So you got a two-month delay for the last-gen systems. Uh... I, I know you guys aren't really interested in the game, but do you take this as a sign that maybe developers should stop developing for last gen and just focus on the current gen? We'll start with you, Yield. Well, depending on your game, you probably should. If you're having that much trouble where you have to delay that con- that that launch window for two months, then yeah, you probably should. All right. If, uh, if, if, you're, if your game's ambitious enough that you're developing it for this generation but you're having that much issue to cram it down for last gen then yes I mean I, I bring this up uh, you know because obviously uh, the whole controversy with cyberpunk was that it run it ran like shit on the last gen systems so this is another take of you know a game that's coming out uh, and just to use your word yield ambitious that it's coming out on the current gen but are the last gens can't keep up. That's why I suppose the question. Alex, your thoughts, sir? Well, we had, I can't remember what the person's name, but they worked on a project for the Xbox Series S and they were claiming that it was basically a potato and holding everybody back and that they wished that they didn't have to, you know, put out an S version to get a version on the X as required by Microsoft. And, and both think, of those are current gen, by the way. Yeah, well, you got to think that developing for the older generations adds more to development time and more to the resources needed and you know i you know there's a lot of people that haven't graduated to the new consoles for one reason or another so i don't want to shut those people out 
Um, so it's kind of a balance. It's like, if you're a developer, is it so much more difficult to get make sure these games can get out for the older generations? It's not worth your time. But, you know, me as a consumer, like, I understand that some people don't have a PlayStation 5 yet, don't have an Xbox Series X, and I don't want them to be shut out from playing these games. You know, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, buy a newer generation console if you want to play them. Like, I want people to be able to play games. So for me, it's a it's a balance. Like, a, if, we, if, if developers said, hey, this is making the games worse because we have to, you know, program for other consoles or it's holding them back, then it would be nice to, you know, if... They would just be like, we're not going to worry about these anymore, and we're just, you know, going to go forward with the newer generations. Um, it would suck for people with older generation consoles, but, you know, if it's holding back the industry, then I can understand why we would want to move away from that and do just strictly PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PC, and Xbox Series S, and even Switch. So, yeah, I I would like to see, before we have that conversation, I'd like to see more and more new gener- like develop or more um, converts to the new generation, but, you know, everything doesn't happen in a perfect world. All right. Any final thoughts there, Yield? <coughs> no. All right. Moving on to our next story. This is a rumor coming from Push Square and is written by Stephen Talby. Uh, there was a tweet sent out by a, uh, a a tweeter. I was trying to find a different word for him, but he's a tweeter. Oh, uh, Twitter still a thing? Yes. Uh, uh, Twitter name viewer anon. Uh, tweeted out, if I don't get a screener link to The Last of Us in 10 minutes, I'm going to have to drop a scoop. It's not blackmail. It's just too. I'll be too busy watching to tweet. And then 10 minutes later, he didn't, obviously didn't get a link to the thing. So he says, well, I'm not watching anything. So Dr. Uckman's next game is The Last of Us Part 3, which is currently in production at Naughty Dog. So the article saying that Naughty, uh, The Last of Us 3 is currently in development. Obviously, we know that the multiplayer Last of Us game is coming. That's, uh, but one, do you guys think the Last of Us three is actually in development, or are they working on a different IP? I mean, this guy has been known to be telling the truth in the past, but I mean, obviously, we know the Last of Us three is coming. But is, do you think it's? I'm trying to word this right. Do you think they're making the Last of Us three now, or are they working on a brand new IP? Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Well, you know, when Corey Barlog talked about how they were only going to do two God of War games in the Norse mythology because of how long it took to develop them, there's obviously, you know, this recognition of time at Sony, and they, they, you know, they don't want to put out something every year, but they want to give time to properly develop things, but they obviously don't want to make people wait too long to finish a story. So I think that what they're working on next is is probably, first and foremost, The Last of Us Part Three. Because this is a big story. It's an important story. It's the games that people love to play. Uh, it's one game of the year, both times, you know, for both games, the original Last of Us and the Last of Us Part Two. So I think they want to get the story told. They want to get it out there, and they don't want to sit on it too long. So I think that's going to be out. You know, I don't want to say it's going to be out before the last multiplayer, but I definitely think that, that the main team at Naughty Dog, this is their main focus, is Last of Us Part Three, and they've got somebody else doing, um, whether it be a smaller team within Naughty Dog, uh, or somebody else. I think they've got them doing uh, the the multiplayer game. But main the main hunt the main uh, team at, at Naughty Dog is definitely working on Last of Us Part Three. And all- the the real question is not if it's if it's in development. The real question is where do they take it from here after they left off in Part Two. Well, the article does go on to say that a different studio is handling the Uncharted franchise. So, 
Uh, yield. Wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Are we? You said Last of Us multiplayer, right? Not Uncharted multiplayer. No, I'm sorry. Okay, let let me. Okay, we know Last of Us multiplayer, which is uh, known as Last of Us Factions. That's in development. We know that. That was confirmed by Naughty Dog. This Twitter user is saying that The Last of Us Part 3 is currently in production, and he is also saying that a entirely different studio is working on an Uncharted game in that franchise. So this guy is uh, saying two games are in development that were not announced. <coughs> And then the article is telling us that The Last of Us Factions is coming. So, I, I'm sorry for the confusion. Yield, you haven't even played two yet. No, I have no desire to. Uh, three is apparently in production. Um, do you want to see... Well, I, I'm not going to ask you if you want to see part three, but do you want to see an Uncharted game or do you want to see a brand new IP? Oh, I want a brand new IP, but they have not given us any kind of inclination that they're working on a new IP. So I am not shocked that they're going straight to The Last of Us 3. Uh, the, I, I feel that the company has shifted since they've had their turnover. So Since Bruce and Amy left? Yeah, since Bruce and Amy left, especially since Bruce left, that now they're not, you know... I mean, I'm sure that they're kicking around ideas for an IP, but I don't think that they're... I, I, I'm sure they dove straight into The Last of Us Part Three because they don't have anything. And I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they come out and say, hey, here's our next game. But I think that they went... They, they've put... Druckmann has put the entire company in The Last of Us basket. You know, we're doing a multiplayer. I hope it does well for them because I could care less. You, yeah, you have no interest oh, in playing that multiplayer? I have absolutely no desire to play a Last of Us faction multiplayer. None. Really? None. No. I didn't really care for the first one. Okay, fair enough. That that, that was the main reasons I didn't get the platinum. I'm like, nope, not not going through all this. I so mean, I mean, I don't know why people are losing their mind over it now. Story wise, sure, but like I said, I I didn't feel that that game needed a sequel. That's just my personal opinion. Well, Donnie but, said Donnie said the same thing when the first game was over. So, um, yeah, I, I fully believe that they are full steam ahead on number three. Okay. I don't think they're on number three. I think they're working on fashions and a brand new IP. I don't think they're... Uh, I mean, Neil Druckmann did say that the, the story outline for three was already done and written. They just weren't in production yet. That could have changed. I just don't think they're going to work on it. I think they're going to come up with a brand new IP, let The Last of Us die down a little bit because of the controversy with the second game. I think they want that to die down a little bit so when they do reveal 3, it's more of a buzz and not just a, oh shit, just another Last of Us this quick. What have they done to this story? So I, I, think, this, they, I think they have to space some time between it. I think if you look historically at Sony developers... They, you know, a lot of them will do a three-game arc and then they'll move on to something else. I think that once a team moves on to something else, you don't see them come back to that. So I think that if Naughty Dog were to jump to a new IP, the likelihood that they were the ones that do Last of Us Part Three goes down. So I think that they are going to do the Last of Us Part Three and finish whatever story that they want to tell. And I don't necessarily agree with Yield in that they don't have anything. I think that they, you know... Yeah, I think Yield did say they probably had ideas, but just nothing, like, super concrete. They probably have, you know, some pretty, like, 
some good ideas rolling around, something they want to do, a next next project they're looking forward to. But I also think that they want to finish telling telling the story of The Last of Us, and that's the most important thing to them to finish off what they started before they do something new. So because developers generally move on to a new project completely and leave things in the past, I don't think that you'll see them hop off The Last of Us until they finish telling that story. And then you can let somebody else do whatever with it. Oh, perfect timing. I went away for a second. Came back. You were talking to more. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Alex, we knew we were talking earlier about Spider-Man 2. Well, uh, Sony and Insomniac Games has confirmed that Marvel Spider-Man 2 will launch on the PS5 in the fall of 2023. And revealed on the PlayStation blog, what a year has been for PlayStation Studios. Here in Insomniac, we're in, we've been in absolute awe of the work of our peers Congrats to everyone for a successful 2022. And here's to next year being just as as exciting as we continue to get Marvel Spider-Man 2 ready for release next fall. So, we have it coming in the fall. Bless me. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be their big game for the holiday season, probably. I can't see them releasing. I mean, the Wolverine game is going to be, you know, 2024 or beyond. Uh, they're you know they've been pushing Hogwarts Legacy pretty heavily, but um, so that's going to be kind of their big thing for the beginning of the year, even if it's not console exclusive to them. I can't think of what else they might have for next year that they've shown off. I mean, well, they're going to have the Last of Us deals or not the Last of Us, the Horizon Forbidden West DLC, the Burning Chores. But um, yeah, I I just in next year unless there's something else that comes out that I haven't thought of, you know, beyond Spider-Man, the Horizon DLC and then Hogwarts Legacy, which again is not exclusive, I don't really necessarily know what Sony has for us next year as Yeah, that's about every day. Did y'all didn't hear any of that? Uh all right, so let's move on to our next story. Um this you guys decided to be a little jokers when I shared this on the Facebook group. <laughs> Uh, not in the Facebook group, but in our Facebook chat. This is coming from uh, notebookcheck.net. So, uh, well, I, this is a real reputable site here. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I've seen this story in other places. What, what dark corner of the internet did you find this website? Well, you're, 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 you're stretching for sources there. No, no. Uh, okay. So, I, don't, I know you guys don't have them. Um, At least it's a locked website or, or, or a. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you on an Android phone, especially the Samsung, if I you know swipe to the left over the menu, it comes up with a bunch of Google uh, things, and it's obviously it's you know through Google <coughs> they curtail the the articles to me. Like the top right now uh, article right now saying uh, a 53 year old legend wants to come back and fight Brock Lesnar. Um, so I have a bunch of articles. That's where I got this article from. So if I ever send you guys uh, uh, an article in the Facebook Messenger, that's where I got it from. Anyway, getting back to the story. Uh, it doesn't say who wrote this. Uh, uh, okay, Alex Alderson uh, wrote this. Okay, so according to reports, Sony is still working towards fundamentally changing the PlayStation 5 offering. Reputedly, the company has sent out modular PS5 test kits with retail units planned to replace both the regular PS5 and PS5 digital editions eventually. 
It seems that Sony is moving closer to releasing a PlayStation 5 console with a detachable disk drive nearly three months after the rumor first emerged. For context, the rumor originally uh, originated with Tom Henderson, an industry insider who correctly predicted the DualSense's Edge launch months before Sony announced its controller. While the alleged change is not the introduction of the PS5 Pro or Slim models, it should mark a more significant refresh of the PlayStation 5 series than the AMD Oberon Plus revisions that, re- that arrived earlier this year. With the PlayStation 6 rumored for 2028, the PlayStation 5 with a detachable disk drive could serve as a mid-cycle refresh too. So, uh, I'm not going to keep going down on the article, but I- I'm sure you guys seen pictures of uh, what the the new model is supposed to look like. H- have you not? Mm, not really. Okay, so yield. You have a disc PS5. Yes. Alex, you have the digital PS5. I sure, Bob, do. Okay, so think of what the two models look like. Okay, so what the new model is supposed to look like is they're going to sell a base model PlayStation Five Digital Edition, the one that looks like Alex's. Yeah, $400 Mojave. Okay. Outside of that, they're going to sell a detachable disk drive for $100 that you can take and plug onto the new model, the new model that looks like the digital digital edition, and that will become a disk PS5. So they're going to sell a base model digital one, and then they're going to sell a detachable disk drive that slides on to make it look like what you currently have now yield. Still at $500. Right. No price change. But they're saying that this is the option that they're going to sell the base ones and then they're going to sell the detachable disk drive separate. So the initial cost, if unless you want the disk drive, is $400. So they're going to, I'm sure they're going to market it as saying we're selling the PS5 at $400 now. Well, yeah. Uh, Latin Legacy in the chat says the HD, HD DVD drive is back. And he laughed. That's a remark to the uh, them selling the disk drive for the Xbox 360? Yeah, 360. Yeah, and hey, Sony fought against that thing, so they're kind of <laughs> retroactively, uh, you know, bringing it, bringing it into the Sony camp. Well, I mean... I, I think that for, fight was more or less between HD DVDs and Blu-rays, which Blu-ray won. Yes, the the format, yeah. Yeah. The format wars. So, uh, I, you both made the joke saying that we're, we're all going to have the... Uh, uh, we're going to have rare consoles. I, I forget the words you guys <laughs> used. Uh, classic? Yeah, I think classic. you said classics, yeah. Um, so we're all going to have classics. Um, I think this is, I mean, yeah, it, it uh, reduces the number of SKUs and is maybe less confusing confusing for people, um, for, you know, more mainstream consumers. You know, having just one box on the shelf it makes it easier for people. I cannot tell you how many times people come into my store uh, and complain about how many different yogurt options we have, not realizing that, you know, well, people have a lot of different dietary needs. So, you know, for everyone to be represented, you kind of have to have that. But I think that more than anything, this is Sony stepping away from people getting used to having a disk drive, like a, a console that comes with a disk drive natively in their home. This is them further detaching from the physical media because it's, you know, they're going to get you used to an idea. Okay, 
you buy this console, it's all digital. But if you want the upgrade or you want the disk drive, you can pay, go out and buy it separately. I think it's a move where they're going to still give you know people the chance to go buy physical media, and but keep the digital march going forward where they're getting more and more people used to just having a digital box in their home. Okay, I apparently skipped over two articles, uh, so we're gonna go back to those real quick. Uh, Horizon multiplayer. Wait a minute, are we not are we not finishing this discussion? Or I I well I didn't have anything more to say, and I didn't think I was or yielded either. You are. We'd be correct. Okay, so I was just trying to do a nice smooth segue that you best. <laughs> you you stumbled over that one. Yes. Anyway, a for effort. Horizon multiplayer C for game. Execution. Horizon multiplayer game has been confirmed by Gorilla. Uh, this is coming from IGN, written by Matt Perslow. Gorilla has confirmed that it's working on a new multiplayer game set in Horizon Universe that will feature a brand new cast of characters and new art style. In a job advertisement posted on Twitter, the Amsterdam-based studio revealed that a, quote, a new internal team is developing a separate online project set in Horizon Universe, end quote. Uh, featuring a new cast of characters and a unique stylized look, friends will be able to explore the majestic miles of the horizon together. A rumor suggesting a multiplayer game uh, surfaced earlier this year, but this is the first time that Gorilla has confirmed such plans for the Machine Hunting series. Now, Yield, I'm going to go to you first because I know uh, you're hot and cold when it comes to multiplayer games. Do you have any interest in playing a multiplayer Horizon game? Uh, it depends on what kind of multiplayer they're talking about. This says co-op, so depending on how, if it is co-op and how uh, the gameplay is, there's a possibility. If it's just straight faction versus faction or PvP, or PvP then no. I don't have a desire to do that. I kind of roll my eyes at this, but the only thing that kind of keeps me intrigued is they say co-op. So I'm like, well, okay, maybe you, maybe you're, maybe we're tagging it as a multiplayer, but it's more of a of a co-op story, you know? I, I don't know. It, it's too early to say. So I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on this. All right, Latin Legacy says the approach they end up taking will be interesting. That franchise could work as well as a multiplayer game. Think Monster Hunter, but more open world. I don't know if you have any experience with Monster Hunter Yield. No, I don't. It, it didn't resonate with me. It's it's basically like a group of people go out and hunt down this particular monster. Uh, so I think what, like, what Latin Legacy is trying to say is uh, a group of you guys all go and hunt down, you know, like a... A Thunderjaw yeah, or... Like an overpowered Thunderjaw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or a Tremor Tusk, something that... Right. It, it would take more than one person. I think that'd be kind of interesting, honestly. Well, I mean, yet again, you'd have to have the right co-op people to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, our team of guys, you know, get uh, Homer, uh, the Brain, Nitro, you know, all go in and, you know, we make it a Horizon Thursdays and just do like a hunt. We That could be if that's the way the game ends up going. Uh, Alex, what about you? Are you interested in a multiplayer Horizon game? I mean, we we've talked about this on the show before when this, these reports first surfaced. I depends on how what they put out. Multiplayer, you got to win me over. If you're talking multiplayer, you got to win me over with fun game mechanics. I'm like yield. 
Last of Us multiplayer factions, that's the entire game. No thanks. I'm not interested. Uh, so you're kind of starting from behind the eight ball when it, when you're talking like playing with other people online in a multiplayer setting, especially if I've been used to playing uh, in just on my own in that universe before. So like when we first talked about this on the show, this may be if it's an MMO or, you know, especially for an online game, this may be the best universe that Sony's already established being Horizon for them to kind of put in to kind of put into that mold. But you know, with Sony going so many multiplayer games, and I kind of wish that rather than try to make certain games fit the mold, that they would develop something new to, you know, support their live service initiatives. You know, let's not do a Last of Us, you know, multiplayer experience that's cut off from the story story mode. You know, let's let's do something else different. Let's do a new online multiplayer game. So, because I feel like if you, like, like, I've played both Last of Us games, and I did nothing as far as the multiplayer goes except to get trophies. <coughs> Bless you. So I feel like if you've kind of issued those experiences before, you're not likely to pick up the multiplayer regardless of how good it is anyway. So let's try something new. Because obviously I play Rocket League, so I can get into multiplayer. It's just you can't just slap multiplayer on something and make me want to buy it. So I would rather see Sony something do something new in these regards. They have enough studios, they have enough talent. Just, you know, let's not just turn all of our popular single player games into multiplayer. That's not necessary. And Amen, brother. And and to be fair, Rocket League is small contained doses of multiplayer. Yeah, why think, do you think I like it? Where, where like uh Monster Hunter is, you know, it's an ongoing, you know, we all right, we tackled this, you know, Machine, what's the next machine? And I, th- I think with Rocket League, you know, every game, I mean, it's not arguably, every game is basically different depending on, you know, position of players and everything like that. If you're constantly farming the same months, uh, same uh, machine over and over again, that could get a little boring. So they, you know, that they're going to have to push the, the envelope and try to get that, you know, new creatures out there, new hunts, new stuff like that. I think that's the only way this this is going to be successful. All right. Uh, our next story I was going to do, but I, I guess we kind of – I'm going to skip over a little bit. Just know that uh, EA, games, EA games are being shut down in 2023. Uh, EA shutting off the servers. Most of them are their sports games like FIFA, Madden. Uh, Mirror's Edge is going to lose uh, – it's online components. Uh, a couple Medal of Honor games are going to lose. Uh, I said FIFA, uh, UFC 2 uh, being shut off. This is all happening uh, bet- uh, sometime between now and March of next year. NBA Jam is having their service shut down. Uh, so if you guys play these games online, just know that you know their servers are going to be shut down soon. And uh, get those remaining online trophies. Yep. Heads up. Um. So let's let's. let's I'm gonna pose a question to you. Just let, let's have a small conversation about it, real quick. Um, in your opinion, I and we're not talking financials. Like I don't want to talk about the financial aspect of it. But in your opinion, how long after a game comes out should a, a developer or a publisher keep their service up and running? Like, what's what's a reasonable amount of time for you? Yield, we'll start with you. Wow. So we're right, so we're not. Uh, 
Uh, I'd say minimum a year. Oh, that's short to me. Okay. Well, because it 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 depends on the. I don't want to say size and scope of your game. Well, why you're trying to get your words together? The, the, I, I my answer is going to consist of possibly five years. Because see, there, there there's so much to take into effect with this. So I'm going to say a minimum a year. Okay. Uh, a maximum of three to five years, and that's not like that's that's not going into a whole bunch of variables of the scope, the size of your game, the size of your studio. Uh, how well it's doing, you know, is it drawing an online crowd? Do you have a plan for your online other than just, here it is, go play it. You know, are you going to, you know, keep doing like events or things to kind of keep people coming back? So it's, there is far, I would say too much variables to actually come up with a set this many years. See for me, okay. Legacy said I broke your brain, so good job. Um, my my answer is got to be a minimum of five years, and I always say that because there are some games that are advertised a, a, as an online you know game, like The Division Two. There is an expectation that when you buy that game, like you're going to be playing it online. So I think when you sell a game, especially like Ubisoft games recently now where <coughs> everything's online required, like you have to be online to play the game, I I I there's gotta be a reasonable expectation that I spent I spent sixty dollars or seventy dollars on this game, I'm gonna be able to play this game for years to come. And I, I think that has to factor in to the marketing of the game and you know if you're if you're going to release a game and you're going to say like I, I i'm stumbling over my words here but a little bit let's but okay me and you yield we've been with rocket league since it came out on playstation plus then there was a time they sold it and that's when alex bought it and now alex is into it now it's free to play but if we had paid for the game like alex did you I think this should be like a reasonable expectation that I'm going to be able to play this game online for the next five years at least. I think that's fair to say. I think that, but the developers, if a game isn't successful and, you know, the the audience just isn't there and it costs the developers money to keep the servers open and it doesn't make financial sense, I mean, every game you buy is a chance. It's a risk. Well, uh, this is why I said I want to keep financials out of this because I... Well, Financials is a massive topic. Well, like how, it's a massive factor, like the most important factor. Well, I, I grant you that, but okay. So let's say, for argument's sake, yield or Alex, I'm sorry, you spent sixty dollars on Rocket League. I know it wasn't sixty dollars. I think you paid like twenty for it. But let's just say, argument's sake, you spent sixty dollars on Rocket League, and then they shut down the servers a year later because it wasn't being as, as successful as they wanted to be. Don't you feel like? you kind of got shafted a little bit because now you're not able to play this game with your friends that you spent $60 on. I, that's why That's why I'm saying it's, it's got to be a minimum of five years because there's a reasonable expectation that if you're dropping money on a game, you're going to be able to play with your friends for a period of time. And it should not factor in, okay, well, it's not as successful as we thought it was, but 
you know, we sold this game as play with your friends, and now we're taking that ability away. Yeah, but the thing is, Tricky, you know, I played God of War for around 60 hours, and I'm probably not going to go back to it maybe ever. But when I say God of War, I'm God of but, Ragnarok. But that wasn't, I, but that wasn't advertised as a, as a game that you got to play online where you need servers. But Tricky, if I get to play a game for a year, do you not think that I've gotten my money's worth out of it? I think that's where the the argument and the debate comes into it. I would say no. I I would think there's a reasonable expectation for at least five years. I don't think you could put a stamp on. I don't think you can say just this is the amount of time a game server should be open because you just don't know what the popularity of that game is going to be, especially in a culture when new games are constantly coming out and people jump to that game. You know, like with Overwatch Two. So some games can stick around. Rocket League has not had a sequel. It's stuck around, but that's that's kind of an anomaly it's it's not it's the exception not the rule so you can't really put a statement on it that like oh hey you know these servers should stay open for 10 years five years i just don't think you can do that now you do see some games like some of the assassin's creed games where their servers were open for like 10 years beyond their release date and those aren't really heavy multiplayer games you know they weren't super popular when it comes to their multiplayer but somehow they managed to stay open i don't know if it was because hey these games don't cost a lot of money to the servers don't cost a lot of money to manage but i again i just think there's too many factors in it to be able to say every game needs to be open for five years or else like you can't say that you're taking a risk when buying a game like that and you may take a risk that hey you buy the game and the game completely fails and six months later you can't play that game that's just the risk you take all right, Latin Legacy, if you're listening to this, uh, give me your, your idea of what it was. Um, all right, Yield, I mean, do you want to say anything against what I said or, you know, counterpoint or anything? No. Just no. Okay. All right, so at this point, while we're waiting for Latin Legacy to give his answer, we're going to uh, go to our social media. Time to check my social media, y'all. All right, so we have two questions as my page has now refreshed. Uh, why? Well, I, I hate when I do this. This is why I have these pages up and running. Uh, okay, so our first question is coming from David Bray. He says, what's y'all's favorite Christmas song? Here's the Silent Night by The Temptations, the greatest group of all time. Uh, we'll go to you, Yield. What is your favorite Christmas song? Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. Alex? Uh, y'all are going to hate me. Uh-oh. Guess, guess, guess which song. Y- y- is your answer going to be the same as mine? I thought you gave your answer. No, I gave David Bray's answer, and you gave his answer. Oh, oh. Um, I'm, just, I'm just curious. Like, imagine a song that you hear it during the season. It's the first time you hear it. And uh, there's a ton of memes about this song. What would you guess that uh, that you would hate me for? The song that I would put on the radio. The same one. All I want for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is you. I love that song. Yes. It's not ah. a classic, but I'm sure in 60 years when they're playing it in department stores, it'll be a concert classic. I, 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 I actually like the original better. I used to love that song, but they play it way too fucking much now. Way I don't know, much. man. They don't play it enough for me. Maybe I'm Way listening to the wrong stations. Much. When they play it three times in an hour, it's a little much. Uh, 
right, so Rick um, has left three things in here. Um, it, one's by Corey Taylor. Uh, it's Xmas, but the A is... The A and the S is not, so I'm assuming this has got to be some kind of vulgar version of Christmas. Well, I mean, Corey Taylor, do you know who that is? Yeah, that's the elite singer of Slipknot. And Stone Sour, yes. Well, same thing. Uh, he also it, left... It, well, it is not the same thing. They're different bands. Same person, I meant. Well, uh, then get it right the first time. Uh, Noel by Psycho Stick. Uh, System of the Downs, B-O-Y-B, uh, Christmas song parody. Um, and Zombie Cause by Psycho Stick, which is a parody of Rob Zombie's Dracula. Uh, I you like Rob Zombie's Dracula. That's another song that got overplayed. Um, and also Rob Zombie's a dick. Um, but those are the answers. Uh, uh, I, oh, I do want to do uh, an addition from last week. We were asked about our favorite Christmas movie, and I completely forgot about one of the movies I love the most. And I've been ruminating on it the entire week, so I would just like to share Muppet Christmas Carol. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. <sighs> All right. Uh, I don't think I gave an answer. Um, th- my answer, I can't say on the show because I will get in trouble. <laughs> uh, but it is a parody of uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Is rock replaced with a rhyme? A word that rhymes with it? Uh, well, all the words are. But if you could figure out what rock is replaced with, you could probably figure out the rest of it. I don't know if you guys are thinking or just silence because you disappointed me. I'm just I mean, afraid. I don't know. I'm I don't know why you have to. On. I don't know if you have to. Why you have to pervert such a devout holiday, Tricky? Such a, a beloved holiday. Uh, and then we have a question from Matt G. Uh, he wants to know what is your favorite holiday dinner. Alex, we'll start wow. With you. Okay, yeah, go with Alex. Um, well, the side that I and my stepmom always makes this especially for me because she knows how much I love it. Uh, bro- broccoli cheese casserole, I love that stuff. Broccoli cheese, oh my god, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, and you put like cracker crumbs, like saltine crumbs on top, break it up and put it on top. I, I will tell you guys, um, you are winning the war on the peanut butter and pan- pancakes and waffles because I brought it up to about twenty coworkers. And only one of the coworkers agreed with me. The rest of them agreed with you. Yeah, see, you know, Tricky, know about. it's glorious days like this that we make you realize how wrong <laughs> you are about so many different things. I didn't have to tell you that, so don't don't push it in my face. I'm just giving you guys the, uh, an update. No, Dude, I'm you so, told I'm us. Sit over here and grin ear to ear. Tricky, I'm pretty sure you called us hillbillies for some of the food choices that we've, we have talked about on the show so if you want to throw in your face just a little bit i think we're allowed i I spent some time down south in virginia where i lived down in virginia for a good bit of time i know there are some crazy concoctions that people come up with i'm not but the idea of peanut butter on pancakes and waffles that just it's too fucking weird for me it's too fucking weird for me tricky would you put peanut butter on bread yes with jelly but i would never have just a peanut butter sandwich but can you not imagine, like, having two waffles, put peanut butter and jelly in the middle, and eating it like a sandwich? No, because I don't eat just peanut butter. If I'm eating peanut butter, I'm eating it with jelly. And the only the only other Did substitute— I, it was tricky. I just said peanut butter and jelly. Make a sandwich, like, have, like, waffle— Because a waffle's not that far from bread. Let's be real. Okay. It's not the same thing at all, but it's not— I mean, it's, it's not that far from bread. It's, like, a base— 
that you use to pour like toppings on. So if you'll eat peanut butter and jelly on bread, why won't you eat peanut butter and jelly on like a waffle sandwich? Because it's not the same thing. It's close enough. That okay. Having like okay, having a hamburger on a seedless bun or to a seed seeded bun, that that's not that far off. But if you talk, talk, start talking about putting like a, a cheeseburger on like sourdough bread, that's when you're getting too far from the norm for me. Like I know I, that you don't like to go outside your comfort zone, it's, but it's not about it's not about a comfort zone. It just to me, like I, 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 I know I'm going to use the wrong word here, but I think I'm more traditional with my food. Like I, I like the traditional things. Like when you guys eat hot wings, you eat ranch and blue cheese. I don't put a sauce. I, I don't use sauces on my hot wings. But I don't eat hot wings. Or do you eat chicken wings? No. Okay. Oh, hell and tricky. You don't get like a, a mare, like a, a dip. Like, do you not use rancher blue cheese or do you not like have like, say, like a garlic, like a. I, I don't put anything a garlic on buffalo wings. sauce. I don't put. I eat plain chicken wings. No sauce, what? no flavor, and no nothing. You what? Yeah. Then why do you eat chicken wings? How is those enjoyable in any way? Because it's a chicken wing. It's chicken. But there's, there's no flavor. Or there's barely any flavor. Uh. Latin Legacy, I guess he's referring to the pancakes uh, and waffles. He says, I was on the fence until I had it at the Waffle House. I was surprised it actually worked. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, peanut butter on waffles. Yep. Thank you, Latin Legacy. La- Latin Legacy is a believer now that he's tried it. And and he's from New York, so. It seems like a lot of your coworkers who live in New York are, aren't, you know, with the idea of peanut butter on, okay. on okay. waffles and pancakes. Look, right, tricky, get just, back to the conversation here. Ch- chicken um, wings without flavor. I don't, other than the chicken flavor that they come with, I just, are they not dry? No. You're not, you sit there eating dry chicken wings? They're moist as hell. I'm just, I, oh, listen, tricky. I don't begrudge anybody for f- flavoring their food the way they want. Unless you, after our p- discussion at, on at, pizza, unless you're putting fucking mayonnaise, like unless you're putting mayonnaise on fucking spaghetti and red sauce, that's fucking disgusting, and I will just fucking never talk to you again because that is absolutely fucking disgusting. I don't begrudge people for doing things with their food. I just find it fucking weird that you put peanut butter on pancakes and waffles. All right, Tricky, get, I'm not going to sit here and let someone who eats plain chicken wings shame me for putting peanut butter I'm on pancakes and waffles. I'm not shaming you. I'm not shaming you. I just think it's weird. Getting back to the conversation at hand, Yield, your favorite holiday dinner. See, I'm, I'm a weird one because we've never really had a traditional holiday dinner ever since... Uh, when my grandfather was doing Christmas Eve, um, it was kind of since since Grandpa did it, and it was just him. We always kept it kind of low key, so we'd have spaghetti or something kind of you know somewhat more simple. Uh, in the later years, when uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza was around here, we would go get one of those pizzas. And then bake it. So I, my holiday dinner is kind of a little bit of everything. See, my my favorite holiday dinner is uh, a good ham. Um, with you got to have mac and cheese. Uh, you got to have a little bit of stuffing, uh, some gravy, 
some mashed potatoes. That's the kind of stuff that I go for. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't really get to finish. I just said the, the oh, brock and cheese casserole. I'm but sorry, I will say that, I mean, for Thanksgiving, like I like a mix of turkey and ham. But maybe for Christmas, it's like maybe you have ham and roast beef or like a roast or something like that. Potatoes, you got to have a potato with it. You don't have to, but you can. So it's nice to have um, maybe mashed potatoes or, you know, maybe um, some twice-baked potatoes. That's always really good, too. Like lots of cheese with my holiday meals. But, yeah, I'm, when it comes to holiday stuff, I'm – I do fall into the more traditional basket, uh, but I definitely have my favorites that I like to to have every single year. All right, but I'm more I'm more ham than anything for a a centerpiece when it comes to Christmas. I, I do like a good ham on uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving. Uh, all right, let's get into our topics of the week. Um, I say topics, but it's really only one massive topic, and it's the topic that we were all getting tired of talking about, but. As news comes out, it does good. Bring... Let's let's not then. Yeah, let's pass. <laughs> it does bring up conversation points. Uh, I I brought this up only because uh, Alex, I think you kind of uh, touched on this on uh, last week's show. Uh, all these are coming from IGN. Um, this one is written by Ryan Dinsdale. It says Microsoft exec says Xbox's acquisition deal is fair because PlayStation has way more exclusives. Uh, this is coming from Microsoft President and Vice Chairman Brad Smith. Said the Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard is fair because PlayStation has significantly more exclusive games. As reported by Bloomberg, Smith said during an annual shareholders meeting that Microsoft would present Sony's dominant position in the market as one reason why its $68.7 billion acquisition should go through. The company will defend its colossal deal in court after the FTC announced earlier in December that it would seek to block it. Quote, the FTC's case is really based on a market that they've identified that there has two companies and two products, Sony PlayStation and Microsoft Xbox, Smith said. If you look at the global market, Sony has 70% of that market and we have 30%. So the first thing a judge is going to have to decide is whether the FTC lawsuit is a case that will promote competition or is really in instead a case of or it really instead of a case that will protect the larger competitor from competition. Smith added that PlayStation has 286 exclusive games, while Xbox only has 59. So the administrative judge is going to have to decide whether to go from 69, uh, sorry, 59 to 60 is such a danger to the competition that he should stop this from moving forward. That is the, that's where I'm going to stop on that article. Going back uh, again, Alex, I think you also touched on this last week. Uh, this is coming from IJ as well and written by Anthony Wood. Phil Spencer says Sony wants to grow by, quote, making Xbox smaller, end quote. Xbox uh, boss Phil Spencer claimed that PlayStation's move to block the acquisition is rooted in its desire to, quote, protect their dominance on console, end quote, by, quote, making Xbox smaller, end quote. As reported by Eurogamer, Spencer told the Second Request podcast that Sony is just looking to retain its dominance in the console market by opposing Xbox's acquisition. Uh, quote, there's really, one, there's really only been one major opposer to the deal, and it's Sony. And Sony's trying to protect their dominance on console, and the way they grow is by making Xbox smaller. They have a different, very different view of the industry that we do. They don't ship their games day on date on PC, and they don't put their games in the subscription when they launch their games, end quote. 
Spencer reiterated that Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is in the works to strengthen Xbox's presence in the global gaming's uh, excuse me in the mobile gaming sphere instead of being a move to strip games away from the PlayStation platform. Quote but because Sony leading all of the dialogue around why this deal shouldn't go through to protect their dominant position in console, the thing that they grab onto is Call of Duty, and they've added, uh, excuse me, they said over and over again that we, excuse me, and we've said over and over again that we'll make a multi-year, 10-year commitment to PlayStation, end quote. All right, that's going to lead us into the third article, which is also coming from IGN. And is written by Rebecca Valentine. This says Microsoft's 10 year Call of Duty promise to Sony would reportedly include PlayStation Plus. Microsoft has been making some big promises lately as it works to encourage regulators to permit the acquisition. Among these promises was a deal offered to Sony pledging that Call of Duty would remain on PlayStation consoles for 10 years, a deal that also reportedly includes PlayStation Plus rights. As reported by Bloomberg, the rights to sell the title via Sony's PlayStation game subscription service were promised alongside Microsoft's previously stated offer to Sony for 10 years of Call of Duty on Sony hardware if the Activision Blizzard acquisition went through. Sony has yet to accept the offer and has continued to raise concerns with the UK's Competition and Markets Authority and the FTC about the acquisition. The offer for the inclusion on PlayStation Plus is especially notable due to Microsoft's growing promotion of its own subscription service, Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft has previously stated its intention is to put Call of Duty on Game Pass if the deal closes, and Sony has claimed that Game Pass, quote, significantly, end quote, leads PlayStation Plus in subscription numbers. All right, that's where I'm going to stop all this. I know I just downloaded a whole bunch of information to you guys. Yield... I know this is not your favorite topic, but please give us your opinion on all the information I just shared. Um, they both just need to quit complaining about it. Just let it go through. It is what it is. I think a lot of the stuff that Phil says is kind of um, um, talking in circles because they went out and bought a lot of top-end studios to put them under Microsoft's uh, roof and I, I I I think that in that instance he needs to pull it up or shut up you know you went out and you got all these high end or I should say high end but you got all these good developers to make games for yourselves and besides of hearing about uh, oh why am I trolling a Starfield blank. well no not Starfield uh, send you sacrifice Hellblade 2 Besides the talking about of Hellblade 2, there really hasn't been anything besides Starfield that, that has come out of all these acquisitions that you bought that you're pimping. Okay? So, to me, you need to put up or shut up from that front. Um, we've all said from the very beginning, even back before the acquisition wars started, that Microsoft was gearing up more for digital sales than what Sony was. So his thing about trying to go more mobile, I believe in that because we've commented on that before, you know, everything started getting crazy. Um, Jim Ryan, he just needs to focus on Sony instead of focusing on Microsoft. If you lose Call of Duty, you know what? It'll suck. You know what? It may bring a blow to your bottom dollar. But if you just keep doing what you've been doing the last two consoles, yeah, three and four, 
you're going to continue to kind of put Sony in their place. Now, if you want to go after their digital stuff, then you need to do way better than what you're trying to do right now. Because that's where you're behind is your digital stuff. Your AAA games, your story-driven games, you are burying everybody. So that's where you need to stay. If you want to expand into multiplayer, then you can, if you want to try to get that market, then you need to not throw a bunch of stuff at a dartboard or at a wall and hope that something sticks. You need to come up with something. I shouldn't say small, but you need to come up with something, work, develop it, make it good, and then grow it from there. Just my opinion. I, I, I think we all agree that I think Sony feels that if they lose Call of Duty, this is it'll, also, it'll be the end of them. It, well, this will make Microsoft take the lead in the console market. I don't think that's true. I think Sony's too dominant there. Losing Call of Duty is not going to do that. But I think that's what Sony's, uh, or at least Jim Ryan's biggest fear is, is that if they lose Call of Duty, they're going to lose the 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 lead, so to speak. I uh, mean, that that's what it sounds like. But I, I mean, I don't know. The last that I knew or knew of anything is that <clears throat> most of the Call of Duty gamers and stuff like that play on Xbox because their servers are more watched for cheaters and whatnot as compared to Sony servers. So I just, I don't know why, well, what his big belly ache is about it. I'm kind of flabbergasted. All right, Alex. So I have a new take on this based on hearing the PlayStation plus being brought into the, the whole call of duty discussion yeah, and that, i will that, say that I, i'm sorry to cut you off that is a new wrinkle to it that kind of makes me like change my opinion a little bit as well well i will say that you know i know that microsoft's been an uphill battle on all of this but it seems like sony's argument to all of this against it is like but call of duty and microsoft actually has had far more evidence you know about like hey this is our percentage of the market share in mobile this is our percentage of like the console market this is our percentage share of pc Look at how much more dominant Sony is. I feel like Microsoft's come with facts, whereas Sony's just whining about things. And just, it's all centered on Call of Duty. So hearing the PlayStation Plus thing, I wonder if Sony really has an issue with the acquisition or if they've just been trying to stall enough to get a better deal when it comes to Call of Duty and their services. Like, hey, you know, internally, like, you know, we really don't care if this goes through, and it probably will, but if we can stall it long enough and force Microsoft to kind of, like, Give us a better deal on it, like more years in in writing, or hey, they're willing to put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. You know, then we'll we'll you know tell them that we'll let it go through. We'll be cool with it. But I feel like Sony's maybe kind of using a little bit of leverage here to try to get a better deal for the PlayStation ecosystem in regards to Call of Duty and other games. See, I I have a slightly different take when it comes to the PlayStation Plus is because. Part of my argument is that Sony's worried about losing that revenue stream from Call of Duty. And Microsoft or you know offering to put the game on PlayStation Plus, I don't think that really helps what Sony's concern is. Because if you're giving away the game for free, then Sony's not making any revenue off of that. So, you know, if this acquisition goes through and then Microsoft says, Yeah, you you can release our game on PlayStation Plus they're still not making the revenue. Yeah, you could play the game on the console, but you're losing the revenue. But if you offer it up for free for PlayStation Plus or to reduce price, that 
will possibly mean that more people will play that game on your console. And if there are microtransactions in it, then they will spend money within, you know, they'll spend their money on microtransactions within the game. So having stuff on PlayStation Plus does benefit Sony because, you know, if Microsoft says, hey, you can play, sign up for Game Pass and you can play Call of Duty for free starting today, as soon as you sign up, that's a big incentive for people to go play, go install Game Pass, whether it be on a PC or an Xbox. Whereas if it's on PlayStation Plus, Sony can say, well, you can also get it for free here as well. Just, you know, be a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Not for free necessarily, but you get what I'm saying. All right. And I think that that has always been one of the big things that when you look at Xbox and Game Pass, sure, they can say that they'll keep it on a PlayStation console and make people pay for it and get some revenue from that. But they can also have it on their on their system, Game Pass, and we've talked about how they're more focused on their online infrastructure and, and Game Pass itself rather than selling you a plastic box. And now, like that, that would make Game Pass infinitely in, in the Xbox or you know anything that can use Game Pass infinitely more attractive to someone who plays Call of Duty. It's like, well, I just have to pay pay a, pay a subscription fee and I can play Call of Duty. You know, hell, why not? All right, Latin Legacy in the chat. He's uh, left three di- three different comments. He said Microsoft just played the Uno reverse on everyone. The years of memes and jokes of Microsoft not having any games is now working in their favor. He said the deal will go through. The FTC will quickly realize that they have too much heat on them, especially coming from other regulation bodies and now several unions. Microsoft lawyers are foaming at the mouth to wipe the floor with them as well. I don't necessarily agree with that. Then he goes on to say Jim Ryan is simply too focused on the impact it will have on the North American and EU regions and fails to realize that it's the Eastern market and their strong first-party lineups is what carried PlayStation for every generation. Trust that if Microsoft was to pump those billions into the Eastern market instead, they'd be far more damaging to Sony than losing Call of Duty or any other Activision Blizzard properties. Well, and something I just thought of is, you know, sure, you may have to pay $70 upfront cost for Call of Duty on PlayStation if it doesn't come to PlayStation Plus. But then also, the amount of money, within a year's time, you will have spent more money to play, play, uh, to play Call of Duty on Game Pass and still not own the game, or at least have the license to play the game. Whereas if you buy it right out on PlayStation, you will have saved money over time, over the course of the year, because you'll end up paying more on Game Pass subscriptions. So. All right, now... I know that none of us are probably going to have the answer to this because we're not in that ecosystem. But the games on Game Pass, is it one of those things where, like with PlayStation, like with PlayStation Plus, we get the game for free, and as long as we're Plus members, we have access to that game forever. With Game Pass, is it only available if it's on the service? Like, can I go on the Game Pass and say I want to play Gears Five, down, you know, claim it, and then? as long as I'm a subscription, or if they one day for some reason remove Gears 5, can I no longer play it? Do you know the answer to that? Well, I assume that you, they, they have there have been games that have gone off of Game Pass, and I'm assuming that, no, you can no longer play those. You can only play games that are on the service. At the same time, they're never going to take a, a, a first-party studio game off Game Pass. They're going to keep every single one of those games on there. Well, I, okay. It's just going to be the third-party studios. Okay, I know Gears 5 was that, a bad example. I was just That was just the first game that came to my mind. I'm just... I, like with PlayStation Plus, like we just got BioMutant for PlayStation Plus. As long as you're a Plus member, you're gonna be able, you're gonna have BioMutant for the entire length of your subscription. It's, as long as you put it in your library, yes. Right. Where at you know, come January first, you know, BioMutant is no longer a free game, so you can't, you know, you can't claim it, but you can still play it. Uh, Latin Legacy, I guess, is answering. It says, 
You can only play games that are on Game Pass. They do offer a decent discount before a game is removed, though, giving people the option to own the game if they want to. So once it's off Game Pass, they can't play it anymore. So Yes, but again, they're never going to take first-party studio games off that. Anything Microsoft owns will be on that forever. Well, you would assume so. Um, So this is kind of like, okay, so our free games is equivalent to Games of Gold and Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, uh, you know, as a service, uh, now because it includes PlayStation Now, are are different because as long as it's on Game Pass, you can play it. Where it would, you know, PlayStation Plus, once you claim it, it's yours as long as you have the subscription. So there are differences between the two services. Which is why I said way, 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 way back that people trying to compare the two, you were comparing apples and oranges. Just putting, just putting that out there. I, I, I think you more, uh, you're. It's more comparing a granny apple to a Macintosh. I, 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 they're not so different, but I, I get what you're saying, Yield. They're not so different, but they are different enough. Yes. Um. All right. With that being said, uh, unless you guys have any closing comments, I think we had a good show here. Uh, you guys want? God, to I hope so. All right, so little housekeeping. Please go check out the merch store uh, until the end of the year. Any purchases, all profits will go to uh, my Extra Life page. So please go check out the merch store. Um, I believe, and I, I hope I'm not speaking out of pocket and I can edit this out in the in the audio version, but I believe this is our last show of the year. Um, we will not be recording next year because uh, Sunday is Christmas. I think we're well. Gonna careful take- what you say. You said next year we will not be recording next year. Don't kill off the show before it's you know ready to go. I'm sorry. What did I misspeak? Yeah, I think you said you with- said we wouldn't be recording next year. I think you meant to say the rest of this year. I thought I said until next year. You did it first, and then your next sentence was okay. We're not going to be recording next year. Okay. Let I, I don't want to speak for the boys, and they can correct me if I'm wrong. We are not recording next week because next Sunday is Christmas, and we typically take Christmas off. The following week, I believe we are recording, but we're not going to record until January 2nd, which is Monday. Is that correct? Am 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 I with you guys? I mean, as long as you guys are okay with the quick turnaround time for an edit, I'm I can I'm available on the second. All right. So no show next week. So with that being said, as we head into our shoutouts, this is this is why I did this. As we head into our shoutouts, uh, you know, guys, include any Christmas shoutouts you guys want to do. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you, sir. Well. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire of those trophy horrors. Uh, thank you all for the the Christmas theme questions that we had this week. I do this time of the year like talking about you know my favorite song, my favorite uh, dish is one I didn't expect, but thanks for I think it was Matt G who asked about a favorite dish, and um, also I mean more than anything love talking about the movies. I was glad that uh, I you know we had that question last week, but I was glad that uh, I was I was stewing on it all week. It's like you didn't mention Muppet Christmas Carol. What the hell's wrong with you? So I got to amend that this week with a little DLC in the following episode. Um, but but you all are the reason we do the show, uh, your interactions. Join us on Twitch Live. Anyone who downloads the show and listens, anyone who's screaming in their car because they listen to our food discussions, like, y'all are all morons. None of this belongs on anything. Um, so we appreciate you guys, and we just hope you guys have a happy and healthy 
holiday season, no matter how you celebrate, no matter what you celebrate with your families, your friends, your loved ones, and that you have a, a safe new year. And we'll see you guys back here in the, in the new year. Give a shout out to myself. Yes, give a shout out to myself because I got my 134th and 133 games platinum trophy while recording. Spider-Man Miles Morales is in the bag, 100% in that. So finished off yet another game. Give a shout out to Tricky for uh, keeping it real with his his plain chicken wings over there, up in up in New York. Give a shout out to Yield who continues the tradition of sending out Christmas cards. Thank you, Yield, for your your Christmas card, the yearly one we get every year. Um, not a lot of people one. do that. What? I didn't get one. It's in the mail. Oh well, tricky. Didn't want to say anything to you, but I guess we're gonna have to. Um, why, why do you have to spoil it? I mean, I mean, really. I mean, now Sweet Bombadil's got to you know yell at you because you you spoiled it. That's fine. Spoil, spoiled what? You you missed the whole start of the show. Well, oh, tricky spoiled okay. one of my birthday pet presents. I did. You know what? That's it. We're getting into this. Yield. Yeah. Do you remember on last week's show where I teased Alex and said that you knew what he was getting? One right, of his presents. Right. Yes. Alex says that I spoiled his gift because I gave him enough of a clue that the, the gift that I saw was a purple dual sense controller. Yeah. Is what clue what, did you give him? That I know what it is. Oh. And that Ashley sent me a picture of it. So so yield. Hold wait 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 wait. Hold on. I didn't blame him first. Ashley Ashley was the one who blamed him because yield. The only clue that I got to what the gift was was that, and I wouldn't have prodded any further without what Tricky said. But based on what Tricky said, I assumed okay, it's probably a PlayStation. It's probably PlayStation related because we are on a PlayStation podcast, and that's primarily what we talk about together. And so I was like, well, what PlayStation could she buy me? It's obviously not another console. It's probably not a game because I bought most of the games I want, and she probably wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, buying a game without knowing exactly what I wanted to play. I mean, it could be PSN card or something like that, but that's not like that big of a deal. So, I've talked about wanting the Cosmic Purple controller for a while, and I said I've mentioned it to her before, and it's something that I, you know, I'd never, I feel like I could spend the money on myself, but if someone got it for me for a gift, I'd be, you know, I would love you're, it. You're rambling and, on. Just ask him. Did I spoil it? Well, it, it kind of sounds like you, kind of sounds like you did give him just enough of a hint that he was able to oh, deduce it. Hold on, a second. he got two gifts. Yield, you, I'm so yeah. you, you saw both the gifts. I did. I'm super jealous of the hoodie. Okay, that okay. So can an argument be made? Now it did. That's not the picture she sent me. She sent me the picture of the controller, but j just as likely she should could have sent me a picture of that hoodie, and that's what I could have been talking about. So yeah, yield, but yield. yeah, but if I was a betting man, I'd have put it on the controller. So so hold on, oh yield. Oh my god! Tricky went back through his messages because I said, "Has Ashley ever sent you like anything asking about whether I would like this gift or that gift if it wasn't PlayStation related?" And he went back through his messages of the pictures she sent of of you know to him, and it's like me streaming Ko Kangaroo or something like that. None of it was gift related. None of it. So this was uh, an instance where I told Tricky. Why would she send anything to you about a gift if it wasn't PlayStation related? Considering we do a PlayStation podcast, because she could have just as likely sent me a picture of that hoodie and said, "Do you think Alex will like this?" No, tricky, because she knows she knows that I love Mega Man. I think everyone on Earth knows that I love Mega Man. But she's seen me play the games. She's seen me talk to her kids about the games. Her kids love playing the games. Their kids ask me a thousand questions about Mega Man since I've lived with them. 
So she didn't need any advice on that, and she straight up said, and like oh. she sent me a text saying, "I don't need his opinion on that. I live with him. I know that he likes Mega Man." Okay, but she, she apparently again, hears you, she apparently hears you talking. She just jumped back at the chat. You, you she's like, <laughs> "God damn it, these idiots talking about the same thing again." No, literally, the only gift thing she's ever sent you, at least that I know of, or that you were able to bring up, was the controller. So it makes like okay. you can say, "Well, she could have sent me this. She could have sent me that." Well, historically, she hasn't sent you any gift ideas. No, so I, I okay, hold on a second. I gotta clarify here because I'm getting, I'm getting uh, comments in the chat. First, Nitro says Alex, you're too smart for me. Okay. Then Ashley says it was spoiled and it sucked because I really was excited to give him the controller too. And then she said I didn't ask him if he would like the controller. I sent him the picture after I bought it, which is true. She does not. Hey, no government names there. Um. She did not ask me if I think you'd like it. Okay? I, I'm. Uh, let's be clear. She sent me the picture after she got it, and I questioned why she got you purple. Okay? That's the story. My argument into the fact that I didn't spoil anything is because she could have just as likely sent me a picture of the hoodie than of the controller, and that's what I could have been referring to. You, you connected the dots, I grant you, you did a good job of doing that, but I did not say anything that spoiled what the gift was. You it, made tricky, assu you made you assumptions, me. and you were correct, but that's not on me. Tricky, you asked me if I if you had not said that to me. Give me the only clue that anyone gave me. You asked me if I, earlier in the show, so we can go back and listen to the tape, if I would have asked gotten that or asked anything about the gift if you had not said that and I said no I wouldn't have said anything I would have had nothing to go off of and I would have had no expectations but because of what you said the very first guess I had was that controller you may not have think that you gave me enough but very clearly knowing our relationship and how Ashley has seen our relationship and you know how very PlayStation heavy everything is I knew exactly okay. what she would send you pictures of as a PlayStation gift. Okay, okay. But see, that's the factor that you, that I'm being blamed for. I can't control the, the relationship that you and Ashley have <laughs> in that house. I don't know the conversations you guys have in that house. So me sitting here in New York saying I've seen your gift has no bearing on whether or not you know the gift because there's outside information that I'm not privy to so I didn't spoil it. I didn't sit here and go, hey, I'm going to tell Alex's gift or give him a clue. No, no, I, don't I didn't did do that purpose. at all. And that's I, the way it's made, made out to be. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of offended now. I'm, there, I'm kind of triggered. There is no malice in what you did. Yield, I'm, I'm triggered. You, you, I'm not saying you meant to do anything. Well, your bare-ass chicken wings triggers me, Tricky Mick. Don't give me that. No, I... <laughs> you didn't do it out of malice. You didn't mean to do it. But what you don't... You didn't realize when you said that is I could pinpipe pinpoint the brand of the gift because again so how we met why we talk every single week is because of playstation that is the easiest connection to make of any gift i've ever gotten so i'm not saying you intentionally did it i'm just saying you gave me the crumbs the few little crumbs that i needed to guess the gift. <laughs> yeah. all right you know what i i we're beating a dead horse here uh yeah. nitro well, says obviously purple is the best color Thank and, you, Nitro. You're the man. And then Ashley says, Tricky, you did not need to tell Alex that you knew what his gift was, period. That's how surprises work. She's got a point. All right. So, yields on my side on this. Okay. And, so, and, and, and 
that apparently I just burned the bridge because she also goes on to say, well, he has it now, and I know better than to share information. Yeah, you're not going to get any intel from now on, <laughs> sir. Um, uh, you're anyway, yes, out, sir. I, I do want to give a shout-out to, to Yield for his, his Christmas card because a lot of people don't do that, and he does it every year. So it's one of those traditions that I really do appreciate. So thank you, Yield, for another Christmas card and the, uh, the season's tidings. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to Tricky again for editing last week during my birthday week. Um, shout-outs again to Gareth, to Dupes, to um, Nitro, to Riley, to uh, Yield, to um, Rick. Let's see, Gareth, Dupes, um, to Sid as well. Um, for all the birthday wishes, thank you all very much. You know you know who I didn't mention in there, Yield? Tricky. Yeah, uh, Tricky. Yeah, yeah, Tricky. Tricky sent you a birthday wish. Well, it was in a very irregular form, so I don't know. It wasn't actually on my birthday, I don't think. But It, it was actually on your birthday. Oh. Well, uh, thank hey, you, Tricky, for well, editing I, last week. Cause I, I, I will say he did get me this year. I I actually sent Alex a, a message at 12.08 a.m. saying, you could have done the post-birthday boy. Oh, yeah, he complained to me. That's what his his birthday wish was. He complained to me. Oh, ow, <laughs> a backhanded birthday compliment. Because I edited the show. At least he could have done the post, right? No, it's Dude, a how birthday. many times have I edited the show and done the post myself? And how many times have I done the show? Well, how many times have you edited the show and I did the post? Uh, Not all that often. Maybe two, three times. Uh, more like five or six. Okay, yeah, that's really a big number there. <laughs> now you're like Microsoft. And, like, and, these are our exclusives compared to Sony's exclusive. We got five and six, and they've got a million. All right, do your shout out so we close out the show. Um, so I thanked the birthday wishes. I thanked uh, Yield and Tricky. Uh, give a shout out to Insomniac for Spider-Man's Miles Morales. Look, I'm not one to play a Spider-Man video game, to be honest. I'm kind of burned out on the whole superhero thing. But Mario's Morales is a really good game, so I got to give it to Insomniac. They do good shit. Um, and new, who knows? Maybe I'll circle around to the other Spider-Man game. I will not play Spider-Man Two before I play Marvel Spider-Man if I play either one of them. So you don't have to get you know upset, tricky. Um, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend Ashley, who gave me two fantastic gifts. Even if tricky had to go and ruin one of them, um, I. But <laughs> I love the controller. Um, I love the hoodie. The hoodie was completely out of the left field. I would never, never have guessed that in a million years. So, uh, and a big Mega Man fan. So, uh, she even commented that I guess one of the things that gave her the idea was the fact that on my phone lock screen I had Doctor Wily's castle from Mega Man Three as the the wallpaper on my phone lock screen for the long time. So, uh, she gets me. She knows me. Uh, they were two wonderful gifts. So, thank you, honey. I appreciate it and I love you. And uh, that is going to be it for this week. I want to give a shout out to everybody who sides with me that I didn't ruin Alice's gift. That that's a real short list. I was say, that's a really <laughs> short list. I didn't spoil anything. Uh, actually, uh, you you gave you it didn't up intentionally. Uh, I want yeah, to give not a, intentionally, but you still did. Give a shout out to the Rangers who have won six in a row and are currently up five to one against the Blackhawks at the end of the second period. Because uh, you know I record why you know I watch my sports. Okay, um, well, Hockey also has a lot more games than football, so. <laughs> you yield. I had to dig on you. That, that that's fine. And, uh, and 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 for years of my team being the worst in the league, we're actually good now. So I'm going to live in this moment. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D, who uh, should be in bed right now, but I know she's awake because I'm recording. She's taking advantage of it. She's trying to think of the next time she can scare you. Yeah, she scared the shit out of me before the show. Um, yeah. I shout out to Ashley who I sent a message 
uh, on Facebook, uh, asking her if she still loves me. She hasn't even looked at my messages because I guess she's so disgusted at me. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in the new year, new year, new her. <laughs> that that will be her uh, New Year's resolution to forgive Tricky Mick. Uh, did, did you hear her? She screamed no from the other room. No, I didn't hear her, but I did. <laughs> Tell her to check her Facebook messages. Tricky says, check your Facebook messages. Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> She'll get around to it. T- tell her I still love her, though. Uh, all right. Shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Shout out to Latin Legacy for uh, provide, you know talking in the chat. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys have been... Got to give a shout out to Black Chaos and, and Nitro. They were there, too. Well, Nitro at the end. I mean, Nitro's been there the whole time, but he's been quiet. I just assumed he had to stream up and on a mute playing the video game. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Nitro, even though he trolls us. Uh, he well, says you're welcome. Trolls, trolls you. He trolls he everybody. Troll me and Alex. He trolls everybody. He trolls you. Well, he trolls me the most, yes, but he trolls everybody. Uh, now I'm lost. Uh, shout out to everybody. Black Thank Chaos. You. you didn't say anything about Black Chaos. Black Chaos, thank you. He's not in the chat anymore, but shout out to him. I know he's doesn't not gonna, matter. Black Chaos may listen to the show when he's it comes not out. And be like, I didn't get my, I didn't get my, you know, shout out. He's not going to listen to the show. Well, just in case. Uh, okay. Shout out to Black Chaos. Shout out to everybody that listens to the show. Um, you guys have made 2022, 2022, a very good year. Uh, with the you know addition to us doing this on Twitch, being interacting. Uh. I think this is the biggest year we've had community involvement in all the years we've been doing this. So thank you very much. Uh, we will be back next year. Um, as I said, we record. No, well, I'll be back. I don't. Know, I might. I might have to fire <laughs> Yield. Uh, <laughs> Nitro says you're correct. I've been listening in the background while doing some racing. Congrats on ruining Alice's gift. <laughs> He, he's just gonna troll right up to the end, uh, uh, you know. You know, as a, good a lot of times boy. I would say that's a the, the, you know he's trolling you, but I think he's just being good old honest there. Oh my god! Shout out to everybody! Thank you very much, and until next year, happy trophy hunting. Hey, wait! What? Don't I get to do shout outs? I thought. Wait, you I went before with, you. You, start, you started with Alex, then yeah. went to you and tried to roll post credit. Wow. Tri- Hold if on, can you want, believe the shield? First of all, to... the, first he steals my birthday surprise, and then he steals your shout-outs. I know. If you were You're the Grinch. Tricky Mick is the Grinch. If you were going to be this way, I could have sat around and watched more football. Hold, hold on a second, Yield. Okay. I, okay, I didn't let you do your shout-outs, but this is kind of on you as well. Uh, why? Why be- are you looking to be- blame all the victims? No, no, no. This is kind of on Yield, too, because Yield knows I always go last on my shout-outs because I close out the show. Why didn't Yield say something before I started doing all my shout-outs saying, hey, you skipped me? He waits until because- I close out the show to say I didn't do my shout-outs, so make me look like an ass. Because you're the host. I'm letting you do your thing. I thought maybe you were changing it up this week. Yield gets to go last. Yield, in 552 episodes, have I ever done my shout-outs before you or you, Alex? No. But it was maybe actually more at some fun. point. It was, it was actually funnier to let you go through that and then me be like, hey, what about me? Yield your shout-out, sir. And, so and, I, and, and I, you better I, close out the show proper so I can hit the button. Ooh. Now you're putting pressure on me. I don't know if I like that. Um, hey, so shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. A shout out to 
Nitro and uh, Riley for some Rocket League and Nitro for some Deep Rock Galactic. Shout out to Prepare to Die to Earth Scum and Homer Get Stuff and Riley for some Diablo. We uh, did that Friday night. Uh, Diablo 3, that is. Uh, shout out to everybody who hangs out in the chat, hangs out on Facebook, games with us on occasions. Uh, yeah, like Tricky was saying, this has probably been the most interactive year that we've had with people. So that, that's been really cool. I uh, hope to carry that rolling even more into next year, hopefully. Um, shout out to my Bengals, who were down 17 to 3 going into half and won 34 23. 34 unanswered points, basically. So, yeah. Yay me. Um, as always, peace out. Merry Christmas. See y'all next year. Tricky, hit the button. Hold on. I got some shout-out DLC. Ah, oh, shout-out DLC. And this is the most important shout-out DLC of the year. Probably of the show. Yeah, ever. And I expect you and Alex, who I know is now going to troll me, to give me the proper respect when I say this. You're giving us a free zip-up Trophy horse hoodie. No. Damn. I want to give a special shout out to Levi, to Nitro, and to Homer, who all now have to pay up their fucking bet because I went a year without spam. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I hit the intro music again. I know you did. (laughs) But but we're not officially done yet. Oh, we're done. No, 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 no. Is it is it is it the first is it one one twenty three yet? Yield. We're not, we're not done yet. Yield. Yes. In Homer's own words, he said he was going to pay up the second week of December because he knew he lost. Oh well. I, and, I, I, I and, even though I probably in the back of my head would acknowledge that I was lost, I still hold out hope that you would crack. All right. And Nitro already paid up because his bet was only six months, and Levi's not going to listen to the show. So basically, this 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 shout out is just for Homer. Homer, pay up your freaking money. Don't do it. It's a trap. TinyURL.com backslash Tricky Mick 2022. See you guys next year. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Happy holidays. Here's some awesome metal music. What we got y'all again. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.